Welcome to Otaku Brothers, your friendly neighborhood gaming podcast featuring Rusty, R.E. Lewis 2011, and Ryan. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 19, almost 20 of Otaku Brothers. My name is Rusty, and this morning I'm joined by my forever co-host and brother-in-law, Ryan. How you doing, man? I'm good. Um, I kind of still jet lagged. I was on a business trip from Wednesday to Friday, um, so still kind of recovering from three or getting up at three and six a.m. flights. How do you think you're gonna uh, fare when you go to Japan? It's gonna be horrible. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna be horrible. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Lauren, uh, as you know, is gonna have the worst of it coming up pretty soon. So um, yeah, say some prayers for her, folks. She's, what, Japan trip, jet-lagged back, going right into a wedding. Where she's oh. the matron of honor, so... Um, yeah, it's going to be terrible. Really fun. She, when she got back, she slept for, what, four hours that Sunday? It was interesting, yeah. So she got home, was it Saturday? Yeah, it was Saturday, and we went to our local um, <laughs> kind of pub where we, where we kind, of, kind of hang out quite a bit and got some food because we wanted to be able to, you know, stay up relatively late to kind of help her readjust and her body clock get back to normal. And we went back to the apartment and just listened to music until, you know, 11 or 12 at night. She went to bed. We woke up the following morning and she went to her workout place for like her 8, 30, 9, 30 workout, yeah. whatever it was. She came back. We were going to get ready and go to church. And she just like laid on the couch and just didn't wake up. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like, okay. So then I met my dad out and we watched some of the NFL games and, um, and she texted me and was just like, I didn't want to bother her because I just figured she just needed Yeah, because I think we were going to go to the parents and then we didn't go to the parents because she was sleeping. That's right. That's like right. She was incoherent. Yeah. And so, and even for the next five days, it was really an adjustment for her. She struggled to get up in the morning, go to work, and then um, definitely did a lot of like the cleaning and all that kind of stuff or dishes and laundry because she was just a zombie. Yeah, so. it's surprising. I think... In total, it, it was like a six-hour flight. Mm-hmm. Um, so here to Dallas to Chihuahua, in total, was about five hours of flying. Okay. And the entire process of just flying and sitting around all day and then layovers, it's exhausting, even though you're not doing anything. Even like when, you know, we went to Colorado or if you go to Florida, you know, even if you <laughs> hit Atlanta and then go to fly into Orlando, it's just like... Traveling is just exhausting. Airports, I mean, it's just, it's not fun. No, it it isn't. I mean, I don't understand how, like, athletes, like, professional athletes do it, and then they play in the National Football League or the National Basketball Association. Like, golfers, like, they have a tournament every weekend. They're yeah, I don't... Traveling across the country. Or, like, yeah. baseball. Oh, my gosh. They play sometimes, like, three or four games a week. Yeah. I just don't understand that. Um, but that's why we work at computers all day. Yeah. <laughs> we are not professional athletes. That's one of the reasons we're not One of many. We're not going to get into that right now. What we are going to get into is the games that Ryan has not been playing recently because he's been traveling all week. <laughs> but you said you were on the plane. You played uh, Pokemon. Yellow version. Yellow? So, yeah, I brought Yellow version. Um, I fell asleep playing that on the trip back. Um, so I beat Misty. How do you think Pikachu feels that you're, like, essentially falling asleep at the wheel? Well, uh... Probably not super electrified about that one. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Probably uh, not. Yeah, no, I got... Well, I can't trade with anyone because no one else plays. 
that. You mean so, there was no one else on the plane with a uh, Game Boy Link cable? Surprisingly not, because there was a bunch of, like, 30-year-olds. And what a lame plane that must have been. I don't meet the threshold, so <laughs> <laughs> I can still play it and feel somewhat respectable. Um, no, I needed a psychic guy, so I ended up getting a drowsy, because I can't get Alakazam, because no one's going to trade, and you have to Link cable that one. Okay. Um, for some reason, because drowsy evolves into Hypno at level 26... What does he evolve into? Drowsy? Drowsy evolves into Hypno. Mm, Yes, yes. And 26, I don't know how I remember this from my childhood because it's such a weird level. Usually it's like 30, 36, Mm -hmm. the normal kind of range. 50. But 26 is like that weird one that only he evolves at. Yeah. What's Dragonair? Isn't Dragonair like super high up there? Uh, Yeah, I think it's 45 or 50. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Even, um, what's that, Salamence? I think it's Salamence is like 50, 55. Hmm. Yeah. I'm I'm wondering I, I don't think they will, but like in Pokemon Let's Go, which we're a month away, um just under a month away actually, if they're gonna have any because I'm pretty sure it's just Gen 1 since it's just um Kanto region. I think so. I wonder if they'll have any hints about the new species of Pokemon that we'll be seeing in um the inevitable Switch Pokemon that we have I think that, to my understanding we're gonna see it next year. Um, it might even be, I don't, I don't know if it's coming out next year, if they're just going to debut it because we've literally ha- heard nothing about it. Was it you that was showing me that weird picture of that new Pokemon? Yeah. It was like in Pokemon go. It was like some weirdo like, event little, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm pretty sure it's been confirmed that that's one of the new Pokemon. Yeah. It looks kind of odd. Um, they did confirm that there's going to be like Pokemon masters in let's go. So you can become like a Charizard master. I don't know if you have to face your Charizard versus their Charizard. I think I read it. I think that's what you have to do. Yeah, but your like Charizard. their Charizard knows like rock moves. It know like um, Lapras knows Solar Beam, so they know stuff that's super effective against you. Okay, so stuff that they would not normally be able to use, gotcha. they can use, that's which is be... crazy. And they're level seventy five. So it's not like you can go in and just face one and become a Charizard master. It's like you have to battle something that has moves that it shouldn't technically know based off its typing. Yeah. And they're level 75, which makes it a hard battle. I wonder if there's going to be any kind of recognition or reward for that. Um, uh-oh. The air's on. Oh, that's right. Abort. Abort mission. I'll be right back. Uh, okay. and entertain the listeners for like three seconds. Okay. So I was in uh, Chihuahua, Mexico this week, and there was a place... Next to our store or next to our hotel called Mamitas. Mamitas. And we went to the uh, plant manager and we were we were curious what it was and we were thinking it was like a strip club. And because it's it, the picture on the building, we're like, hey, so um, we have this place next to us called Mamitas. And um, <laughs> oh, that name. He just starts chuckling and we're like, what does that translate to? And it translates to like hot girls. Of course. Um, we didn't end up going to Mamitas. So the you patio, say. The, po- the patio of Mamitas. Um, but it was like an open bar kind of um, setting. Yeah. Atmosphere. But you know, so like Dallas, Texas has really bad weather, but um, it was raining both times we went through. And we would think that Mexico would have warmer weather. Yeah. We got there. It was like 45 degrees. Really? Yeah. And mm. like overcast and somewhat rainy. But then the second day... It was like 60, which was nice. No clouds. So nice. We could have gone to the Mamitas. What was the best thing you ate there? Um, probably sirloin steak tacos or like um, tortillas with 
guac that they made in like a pestle mortar and pestle kind of bowl mm. like made out of stone and their margaritas were really good nice yeah what the heck was i talking about before i turned off the air i know it's pokemon related we were talking about the master system yes yeah, so i was my thought is i wonder if there's going to be any kind of like recognition because i don't know about the switch online content and your username and all that kind of stuff but i wonder if like when you're playing this game you have like a Charizard logo, like, next to your username or something to kind of signify that you're the Charizard master in your game. Mm -hmm. um, because otherwise, I mean, I feel like that's kind of, like, a mediocre, like, oh, boy, I'm, I'm the Charizard master, but no one really knows that I am unless it's Like, you need mouth. an online lobby to show it off. Yeah, some kind of uh, logo or badge to basically, like, listen, I'm that guy. Well, it's where you get into the thing, like, I want to be the master of everything. Mm -hmm. Maybe they have, like, a Pokedex. Um, or Pokedex uh, Master Badge. Can you imagine? I have mastered, like, the Master of Mewtwo, Master of Mew. It means, like, someone would have to have a Mewtwo. But isn't Level it only 75. The, isn't it the only, start of the po only the starter Pokemons? Or is it, like, can you be a Meowth I, Master? I think it's everything, because they had Lapras in the trade. Oh, did like, they? Okay. Yeah. That's going to be pretty neat. Um, I think it's one for every Pokemon in that generation. I wonder if you can hold two of the masters at the same time. Like you can be master of. Oh, I think you. It's like, I think the way they described it, or the way that they wanted it to feel, was in silver version where you go up and spoilers face like red or blue at the end of the second region. Yeah, and he has like Charizard, um, Pikachu, and like all of his Pokemon level like eighty. Yeah, they wanted that kind of system okay. where you could go up and do a very hard like post game battles. That's going to be awesome. And I wonder, too, I think there is some kind of online functionality, but whether or not I can go into your game with my Pokemon and walk around your world. I think so. I think you can co-op it. That'd be really sweet. But um, we're definitely going to have to do like very <laughs> detailed impressions when we get that. Mm -hmm. uh, it's coming out on Lauren's birthday, though, so I'm kind of fearful that I'm not going to get much time to actually play it. But isn't she leaving around then to Japan? She leaves at the end of November. Hmm. Well... I thought she was doing something like the day after, which allowed you to play. Maybe. She's always got stuff going on. Yeah. Well, just neglect Lauren <laughs> and play the freaking game. Wouldn't be the first time. Yeah. Okay. So. Whoa. Game. Huh? I also played um, some more Assassin's Creed. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I am starting to get irritated, like to the point where I was almost going to like put it down and not play it because it is like I was playing through and doing the side quests and things. But it is so grindy. Like, I'm 20 hours in, and I'm level, like, 15. Mm -hmm. So it's max level, I guess, to put in perspective, is 50. Okay. And the story should take about, um, I think it was, like, 60 hours. Oh, my gosh. So I am, yeah, it's just freaking grindy. Um, now, grindy in the sense that you need to make have certain unlocks in order to progress the story? Or um, So each mission has a certain, like, level range or, like, so the missions I'm doing are, like, 16. Um, so you have to do side quests, and the side quests are, like, kill this number of people or raid this camp or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so it's essentially, like, the way Skyrim does it, it's laid out, and everything scales to your character, um, and you don't necessarily have to go explore everything. Just imagine if Skyrim told you that you had to go explore every cave and kill everyone to level yourself up enough to actually play through or progress the main story. Yeah, that wouldn't be very fun. It's like a forced 
forces you to do the side stuff in order to play the main stuff, mm-hmm. which is annoying. And we should preface this. If you haven't listened to the last episode, he's playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey. The new yeah, one. so <clears throat> because I don't have the time, and that's really, it pisses me off that I do this. I bought that, like, time saver the like, gives you more XP. Are you serious? I did. Not to the fault of you, but there's actually something like that? It's, co- it's called time savers, like, as a microtransaction that's bs no it pisses me off that i had to do it but like i was about ready to put down the game yeah i was so pissed off this morning at like six. Oh my gosh the the fact that they're like hey we know that we programmed the game to be very grindy because like but don't worry yeah. don't worry pay ten dollars and you get this time saver experience thing yeah that's so just garbage i was last design. week i thought that it would be fun to like do all the side quests but you get to a point where you're like, I want to actually learn what the story's going on and not do that. And I thought I could do that throughout the entire game, but it would be mostly side missions and not the actual story itself. Yeah. I'm like, I want to get the Staff of Poseidon or that like cool fiery, like um, the Witch King's, who has a flail, not a flail, but like mace. a mace. Yeah. There's like a fiery mace thing, but you have to be level 47, which means I have to grind for like... 40 more levels. Oh, my gosh. And there's it's no way with a full-time job that you would do that. No. You know what also really pisses me off? I feel like the games that we're playing are advancing so quickly technologically and graphics. And, I mean, something as simple as being in Dragon Quest Eleven and opening doors and there's no load times. <laughs> but then I actually played Assassin's Creed Origins this week, yeah. the one set in Egypt, ancient Egypt, and I put the game in and it took 50 minutes to download. And I have really fast internet. I have, like, top-of-the-line router that, It's also downloading, like, 40 gigs worth of... Well, that's my point. I feel like, you know, we have these games that are so technologically advanced, but then we have these machines that are not in the same level of these games. Because... What, we're limited by the PS4? I think so. And I hope... Well, that, that's why the new Genesis should be coming out shortly. Yeah, I would say Hopefully. at least two to three years. Well, also, Odyssey's freaking glitchy. Well, like, Assassin's Creed games have always been glitchy. Well, there's a point where, like, my game has dropped to, like, two frame rate and then frozen and then booted itself out to yeah. the main screen. Why or, I, like, I glitched into, like, it was my bottom torso just blurred. Mm-hmm. And then I glitched into a rock and was stuck into a rock next to a house that I could had to raid. Mm-hmm. And I was able to teleport out to, like, one of those eagle places that I viewed. But if I if they saw that as a combat zone, I would have been stuck in that rock. Yeah. Well, and I mean, had to start over the game. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And granted, they, the, which is wild because the development teams for those games is like 7,000 people. Like, I mean, it's ridiculous. Well, this is why they pump them out in a year. Well, Odyssey, I think they've been working on for like four years or something like that. Really? Yeah, because they took like a two-year break for Origins and... I guess Odyssey came out like a year after Origins, maybe. Because I think Origins came out last year. Uh, it just came out, I thought. I can go grab my disc. I, th- I think it was last year. Oh, you're talking... I'm just thinking... No, Odyssey, Odyssey, yeah, just came out. But I think Origins may have came out yeah, last, yeah, yeah. end of last year. Um, but I'm sure two development teams were working on the game. You know, it wasn't mm-hmm. the same team, of course. Um, well, I, I think at this point, a... So out of 20 hours, I've had it go to like two frame rate and then boot me out or freeze itself Mm -hmm. probably four or five times and i feel like at this day day and age that's unacceptable yeah 
I mean, when you have um, like Mine's God of War or like any game I've ever played has never gone that crazy. Like maybe you've like had a glitch once or twice. Never to the point where it boots you out of the game. It actually does that for me when I play Wheel of Fortune on the PS4. But <laughs> Wheel of Fortune? Really? <laughs> like that's... It's not like you're like a full RPG where you're losing hours of stuff. You're losing like a game. Dude, like, I was about to win the million dollars. I got a trip to I China. I just got a jackpot. And, and a Hyundai Sonata or something stupid. All right. First off, Hyundai Sonatas. Or is that the ones that are randomly having car fires It's now? actually, it's Hyundai Donatas. That sounds delicious. <laughs> no, there's, I, I think there's a different um, Hyundais, I think 2009 to to i don't know the years but they're actually bursting into flames like on the road doesn't so surprise me if you have a hyundai look if it's being recalled because they're bursting into flames yeah you playing a tapping game over there you i was actually i was i was getting towards like my water morse code or something <laughs> yeah no i was trying to get to my water but i was in yeah. the middle of a point inching closer and closer so speaking of assassin's creed bugs though um I loved the setting, I mean, how could you not, of Assassin's Creed 3, mm-hmm. um, set in the Revolutionary War. And yeah. the world itself, I think, was pretty well realized. The fact that you could, um, you know, they took some liberties, you know, pun intended, with the fiction, or I guess the historical accuracy of things that went on. <laughs> and you were, like, with hanging out with George Washington, Ben Franklin, all those kinds of things, all those types of people. And um, there was some part in the game where I was, like, raiding... Um, what would you call like a settlement, like a camp? Yeah. And it was bonkers how many people were chasing me at any one time. And there was like screen tearing and all kinds of slowdown. And eventually it bugged out and it rebooted. And I lost like two or three hours for the progress. And I was just like, I'm never playing this game again. Because yeah. this, is, this is, like well, you like, said, unacceptable. Well, they do um like giant battles where you're like either taking over a territory as the athenians or you're defending it or as the spartans or and you get two pieces of like purple gear which is like below the best which is the legendary gear i think Mm -hmm. which is yellow um and that has a bunch of people on screen and you can attack all of them or help out your team and you don't see like any kind of slowdown i didn't see any for the one that i have done um, this is like there's a, an assassin skill where you chuck your dagger at someone far away and you basically teleport and stab them in the neck. That's pretty cool. And it's really cool, but you chuck it and then it teleports you somewhere. And I think the game doesn't keep up with it registering you going from one place to like 30 yards away. Yeah. Really well. So I think it's mostly that. And it's such a cool skill that you can just assassin teleport around places. But it, like, rips you out of the game, goes, like, you see the person flying, like, falling down at, like, two frames a second, and then you're going to get a glitch. Which yeah, sucks. it's too bad. Um, and you do that, I do that somewhat often, because it just looks cool. Yeah. Well, hopefully, you'll have better impressions now that you've purchased some stupid microtransaction to make the game mm-hmm. faster. Yeah. Um, but for me, I actually played um, Assassin's Creed Origins. <laughs> so, I uh, had some eBay bucks that were going to expire here at the end of the month, which is essentially a rewards program with eBay that for every like dollar you spend, you get like 10% back or a percent back, whatever it is. And so I had accumulated over the past like eight months or whatever it was, um, like 15 bucks. And so I found a copy of Assassin's Creed Origins for about that price, paid for shipping, um, and I got it. After the, you know, 50 minute install time it took, um, it booted up and it was like this really great, interesting, um, kind of almost 
throwback to the mummy um opening cinematic that was really pretty interesting um someone got killed and made promises that he shouldn't have promised and blah 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 so you start the game and you're this dude with a really cool haircut and you're kind of like raiding this almost ancient Egyptian tomb looking for some treasure <laughs> and I, you guys know me. I don't pay attention to stories. I just want to like assassinate people and roam ancient yeah. Egypt. So eventually I get out of this place. I help this buddy because a bunch of people like raid his house and are trying to arrest him or whatever. And after that, you kind of have um, access to the open world. Um, or at least a piece of it. I don't know if the game will open up further later on. Um, but there's a few interesting mechanics. I only played it for an hour, and then I kind of wanted to get back to Dragon Quest, so I, I have more impressions about that here shortly. Um, but what's really cool is that you have this eagle that you can have this almost, like, supernatural kind of relationship with. So if you press, like, the up button on the directional yeah. pad, um, is that an Odyssey too? Yeah, Okay. and then you can see who's around, and it's basically like a... Throwing out a drone. Exactly. So, it, yeah, you can control this eagle, and you essentially have, like, eagle vision. So if you're trying to craft um, something for your bow or, you know, a, a satchel or armor, what, whatever it might be, and you need to hunt um, a tiger or something like that, your eagle can spot where that tiger is to, you know, obtain that particular material or upgrade or what have you. Um, so that's pretty neat. Um, what was kind of unfortunate, and I'm worried about this already early on, is that I needed to get some kind of um, leather to get this um, different clothes or whatever. Um, and he found one of the animals on one side of the map and another of the animal on the entire other side of the map. And it was just really inconvenient. I mean, you can press down on the directional pad and whistle and your little camel comes over and you hop on this camel and... You can ride to the other thing, but traversal just seems very slow, and especially playing Shadow of War earlier this year, where you can get from one side of the map to the other because of your wraith powers so quickly. Mm -hmm. um, no, granted, I know I'm not like a ring wraith, so I'm not going to be hopping and skipping and jumping and teleporting and stuff like that. Yeah. But at the same time, I just feel like the character animation is so slow, and like it almost looks like he has like molasses molasses on the ground that he's like trying to like wad through as he freaking like. You know, does this like weirdo looking like Tom Cruise like run as he's? It's like a dude with giant lats trying to run. It really is. That's what it kind of looks like. Um, so I'm hoping that eventually, <laughs> maybe there's a sprint <laughs> button, but like I'm not seeing it. Maybe I just need to pull up the control menu and figure out how did, to sprint. Did you know but, Dragon Quest Eleven in the Japanese version they didn't have a run button? For the American side, they did. Have that a run would button. suck, yeah. especially with a game that's like sixty hours long, bare minimum. Yeah. And there's those open areas. Are you using the run button? Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those open areas. I mean, Impatient American. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> even when I'm in a house, like, you run slower, but you can still, like, almost, like, trot. Yeah. You know, like, um... No, that... I didn't know there was a run button until I'm like, why am I walking so There's even, like, slow? um... What is the... When you put your car on auto, what is that called? Um, oh, Yeah. Uh, not autopilot freaking uh, cruise control cruise control you can basically like cruise control your character if you press like start or something he just runs and you don't have to hold down R2 yeah isn't it just straight though it is yeah. well in Odyssey you can have him like 
just follow paths to your location and like autopilot have him run like the paths oh nice to get to your objective oh you can do that in uh origins as well like what's the point like i want to run through this world jump well, off cliffs. and you want to go off the beaten path right because there's, yeah there's things you want to find mm-hmm. and so the first opening mission i did that because i had i just wanted to almost just admire the world mm-hmm. around me and i guess for that it's kind of nice but uh but yeah if i'm just exploring i want to explore yeah i just accidentally clicked a button and it started doing that i'm mm-hmm. like what the heck is this line in the path yeah um yeah but but combat since i haven't played an assassin's creed since three um it's just it's different it's very different so it's just it's taking me some time to get used to that um i'll probably have to play for at least five hours before it feels natural uh what's the armor like is it just mm. is it cosmetic it is okay which so far but i mean again i've played for i think an that's hour, the difference so. um between odyssey and origins in odyssey it's actual level based it has its own attributes yeah and like the legendary stuff looks awesome but you can it has like a set bonus which minimizes one of your spaces which kind of sucks because then the rarer purpler stuff Mm -hmm. is better because you can customize all of it well to be fair i think there is some rpg like mechanics with the armor and upgrades and things like that but I think Odyssey took it to another level with like a skill tree and it stuff did. like that. Well, it sucks too because I'm trying to you get these certain sets from these certain people, and when you decide Very to cryptic. beat it, yeah. Well, there, it's plot stuff know, that you don't see coming. Around. And uh, yeah, you get it at the gear level you are or the person level you are. So I'm 15. Um, so I got some armor that I could use all the way up to 50, and okay. I'd eventually want it to be level 50, but to upgrade stuff you have to use like leather and like wood and things so to get it from 15 to 50 i'm gonna need an obscene amount of resources yeah which they sell resources as microtransactions oh my gosh. so what's the incentive yeah and, th- and that's what worries me too because like with far cry three and four i loved like hunting in upgrading patches and get lo- get larger um like pockets so i can hold more stuff and upgrading clothes and guns and my bow and all that kind of stuff was so much fun because i don't know what it was but i just enjoyed exploring that world and hunting well horizon was the same way it was very satisfying but i feel like i'm looking at this open world in in egypt and i wanted this before they even announced i thought ancient egypt and feudal japan were like my two number one places to go for assassin's creed but i'm just looking at it it just seems very bare very empty very Mm -hmm open world for the sake of being open world and that's kind of scares me i mean we'll see later <laughs> on whether or not it feels fleshed out and realized or not but right now i'm i'm very like i guess cautiously optimistic about enjoying this game uh, but we'll see i'm pretty early on the other game i played about another five hours was dragon quest 11 and so i was in that town call, called Gondol- gondolia mm-hmm. and jasper was like this really weird dude with a bunch of knights that came in and disrupted everything and they're all out to get the luminar the luminari the main character because they think he's like the dark spawn the actual main villain of the game Mm -hmm. and so i fought jasper and then (laughs) silvando is amazing right he's like the flamboyant dude. yeah eric is still my favorite character because i just feel like he's he's almost like you know like in emperor's new groove and kronk has like the the angel and the demon on his shoulders i feel like he's 
both of those put together and he's like the person on your main character's shoulder, like just instructing him and giving him wisdom throughout the journey. Mm-hmm. And I love just his dialogue. So he's my favorite. And just visually, he looks really cool. But Silvando just brings so much comic relief. And, you know, they're basically being pushed up against the edge of the river. And he sees a ship off into the distance. (laughs) So he jumps in, gets on this ship. And Jasper basically says, like, well, are you going to swim with the sharks? Are you going to meet your doom with me or something stupid like that? And then Silvando is like, hello, darlings. You know, and it's just that he comes like coming in on this giant ship. He's like, how about that for an entrance? And then everyone yeah. like jumps on the ship. And the, so and there's this huge dude at the helm. Yeah. who has like pink armor. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> guard, like can't Unhealthily just, uh Yeah. Um, insulin, human growth hormone. All like, of it manufactured testosterone absolutely just everything and uh so at that point the game really opens up because um now you have this boat where you can i mean realistically go anywhere you want Mm -hmm. um so i kind of camped out on this island and just grinded a bunch um yeah before i went to the next is it the one with the big green guys and blue guys i think so yeah and what what's up with those um Almost like lighthouse-looking structures with the red doors that you can't open. But you can see through them, and there's, like, little red chests. You'll eventually be able to open those. Okay. um, Um, Did you... I guess, where are you at now? So, oh, well, at this point, it's really interesting because after you um, dock your ship on the place you were supposed to go to, there's really, like, three different, like, cities that you can go to. Mm -hmm. And there's, like, a lot of, like... um, farmland almost the you know you can explore um i went to this place like tucked in between like these giant mountains um and uh that's really the best way i can describe it there's like this giant statue in the middle of the place um is it the casino like uh i didn't see a casino anywhere though or no, i'm trying to think is it like a giant tower thing it almost looked like a castle Okay. I think it started with an O. The octagon? or like... Yeah, 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 that's it. Nice. You're there. <laughs> okay. But I don't know if I, like, skipped other story parts that I'm supposed to go back and play. You'll, you'll want to be there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Because, Basically. yeah, you're the good part. Okay. It's actually a lot of... It's an entertaining story. Um, I would grind a bit. If yeah, I because it sounds like it's almost going to be, um, like, a Coliseum-type thing like yeah I'm, I'm i mean the towns in... are named kind of after like what's there yeah so like um the gondola town had gondola literally <laughs> um there yeah this one's the octagon which i think is the name that like usc usc <laughs> it's like do. really what they fight in yeah um yeah there's a boss there that you're gonna want to grind okay cool because i don't know how i i did it on my first try I don't know how I did it on my first try because I was probably underleveled. Well, do you remember what level you were at when you fought that? Mm. Roughly? No. What are you now? 66. Oh my goodness, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm on the last boss. That's true. Because I'm like 26. 56. 66 or 56? I think 66. Because I'm like 26 right now and I've not been in a boss battle for more than like three minutes. Okay, 26. 
Okay. I think the last character you get is level 26. Okay. Like to join your squad. So maybe I'm on par, probably a little bit further along. Yeah, I think you're probably better. I might have been level 20 or something. Okay. Probably under level. Because like, for me, it's almost been like for every 30 minutes of story progress, I grind for like an hour. Oh, oh, I never did that. So I was just yeah. powering through. So did you um, fight anything in the ocean or anything like that? Yeah, I did. Well, there was the... I've, I've played the story. You don't need to worry about spoilers. Yeah, so me. I guess if you're really concerned about Dragon Quest Eleven spoilers, you've been warned. Skip forward about <coughs> two minutes. Um, well, as you were leaving, remember that there was a giant octopus-looking thing. Okay, so did you beat that? You didn't fight it. Remember, like, all these different ships came in and, like, shot cannons at it? So I'm assuming he probably comes back and I fight him later on. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, like, I was... Because I had trouble with that one, so I ground out some levels in the sea. Mm. Well, because I was worried because I just fought Jasper, and then I hopped on the ship, so, of course, there was no time for me to save. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm about to fight this thing now, too, and I haven't saved. Um, But, yeah, all those ships came in because, remember, you helped that boy get his voice back? Yeah. You got that, like, magical water. So his fa- he told his father. His father called in, like, this armory or this arsenal of, like, ships. And they shot cannons at the um, okay. Loch Ness monster-looking thing, whatever. That might be after the octagon. Probably. Yeah. I think I was level, like, 25 or so when I beat him. Okay. So. I'm probably in a Yeah, good you're probably there. good. Okay. So I'll probably get to level 30, do the octagon thing, because I'm... Yeah, it just it's fun to grind and yeah. it helps you later on because I didn't grind and then plus I mean it, I, it doesn't bother me because typically I'm either watching Pete or podcasting or have something up on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So as long as you're still paying attention to the story, no, like, this actually I really am. I mean because it's when those cutscenes come in. I mean they're usually very entertaining, especially when Salvando is talking. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely my favorite character. Yeah, he's, he's just so sassy and he's like, "Honey, yeah." <laughs> He says, like, honeys and darlings. Like, yeah, he refers to the, I think, the protagonist, you, Uh as honey. Yeah, he's really great. Um, So, yeah, I'll probably, I'd like to finish that in the next two weeks or so. Um, But next week, public service announcement, we are going to do a horror-themed episode. I need to find a list of horror games. So I have Resident Evil 4 that you can play. Um, I don't know if you downloaded it, but... About two months ago for PlayStation Plus, Until Until Dawn mm-hmm. was a free game, and that is basically, um, in, it's kind of like The Walking Dead, um, Telltale's The Walking Dead, where there's a lot of dialogue choices and things like that, where you kind of have to make split decisions, mm-hmm. and it's more you allowing this story to kind of tell itself, but you are kind of the, the puppet master telling these people what to do. Well, there's a game called Fear. On the PS3 oh, or the yeah. Xbox That's or whatever. Be pretty, pretty creepy. It was really good. Yeah. Or I remember from what I've played, but like you could do slow motion stuff. Well, do you and have it was terrifying. Oh, the Xbox 360? Oh. I do it to my. Yeah, I do have one. Cool. I think you got a Red Rings of Death, though. Yeah, I was going to say because we have Lauren's here. But like I'd really love to play through The Walking Dead with you um, just because comparing those decisions with one another would be really fun. Yeah. Um, Murder everyone. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll talk after the podcast. We'll figure out what we're going to do. What games we want to play. Yeah, I mean, we definitely will be centering next episode around, like, villains, favorite horror movies, um, horror movie recommendations, because I've seen a stupid number of we them. We need to see that movie. What are you doing tonight, maybe? Or what are we There's doing There's a football tomorrow? game on with my dad that I need to watch. Oh, crap. Okay. I need to watch Heredity. 
Hereditary. Hereditary. Dude. I might get that and watch it alone because I just watched that. Uh... Maybe get Lauren to watch that with you. <laughs> I can let you borrow it so you can watch it with her. Okay. How about that? Because isn't she, I think she's doing stuff today. She's having gizmo time tonight. She yeah. said, I need a night for gizmo. So I was like, girl. I'm going to be terrified and play some Odyssey and glitch around. <laughs> okay. But no, but like, like Haunting of Hill House, you need to watch Hereditary without. See, that one, Hill House was very suspenseful. And I feel like for an actual horror movie, which has a set amount of time, I won't be able to sleep. Like, because I was in a different country. I was alone, and, like, there was some, like, I heard knocking out in the hallway, and coming off of, like, powering through 10, I heard knocking, I was like, I'm gonna get murdered, like, this is the girl who's been hanging around, Dude, like, in hot, her house. hereditary, you, like, won't want to turn your lights off tonight. Yeah. You should watch it with Lauren. Okay. Maybe this week sometime. Yeah. Or watch it with me, because we're gonna go see Halloween tomorrow, mm-hmm. uh, which is gonna be great. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. Jamie Lee Curtis, Michael Myers, Final Showdown. Be there, be square. Health box office numbers. All right, so let's get into questions. Okay. All right, so we um we got a question from Travis, but he and I, as we usually do, already <laughs> spoke that we are going to save it for next week because it is all horror-related. But thankfully, the people that follow my Instagram came in real strong. If you want to write into the show, otakubrotherspodcast at gmail.com. Feedback, questions, whatever you want to write us we'll most likely listen mm-hmm. um angry criticism yeah because we've gotten that before <laughs> but anyways so we actually speaking of angry criticism still have alex question from last week yep. about best dressed characters and so ryan why don't you uh rattle some of yours <coughs> off so i really liked how lightning was dressed in final fantasy 13 i thought her outfit was really cool Are with you that like me with the side cape thing. Yeah. I really like the one side cape, like the way that Thor wears his armor. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I like her outfit was pretty cool. Um, I, that's like, a, that's like what your number five game of all time or number four. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's, I'm going to talk about how I hate that game today. Oh my gosh. Um, Assassin's Creed, him. any of those outfits there. Ezio is not on my list. Ezio or like, um, who's the Spanish dude in black flag or something. No, there was that, Dude, I don't, I don't know their names. Well, there's the dude in the the Spanish guy. Hold on, I'm gonna clickety clop over here. Well, the the, the original one was Creed, like the white outfit, main character list. Yeah, Ezio. Is that Ezio? Altair. Sure. Um, just some of those assassin outfits, Brotherhood outfits looked really cool as well. Um, Desmond. Yeah. <coughs> I thought that was the dude outside the anime. Malik. Kadar, Maria. Okay, I don't know. Garnier. Any of those. Are those Brotherhood guys? Um, I don't know my squad's name. These are just random characters in all the game. Ezio, Leonardo da Vinci. Yeah, I really <laughs> like how Leonardo da Vinci dressed. Um, um, so Nathan Drake is my next one. Nice. Um, just super chill, very iconic. I think we talked about that last time. I really like Riku, his like... Um, that black heart armor that he wore. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that looks amazing. That's why he's one of my favorite characters. Um, uh, Kratos. Very nice. From the new... Absolutely. Um, yeah, with that one-sided armor. Mm-hmm. I really like... Back in RuneScape, there was Barrow's armor that had like a one-sided... Um, just basically one shoulder blade it has this giant thing of armor and it just kind of straps across the chest. Okay. It's that same style, which I really like. 
Um, as far as armor goes, probably not the most practical, but it looks cool. Yeah. Um, Hitman, I really like. Agent the, 47. Yeah, the black suit plus the white plus the very flashy red. And then my last one is Geralt from The Witcher. Nice His list. outfit's amazing. Yeah. So kind of uh, piggybacking on yours, I had Ezio from Assassin's Creed. Agent 47, I think he's just really slick looking. Nathan Drake, signature look. Um, and my last one was Sephiroth from Final Fantasy VII. Oh, nice. He has like these really giant like silver shoulder pads. Um, and then he has like this, he's he's very slender. So he like really pulls off the emo look mm-hmm. really well. And he has like these this black almost... Not cape-looking thing, but almost like a cloak. Trench coat. Like a, yeah, trench coat, cloak-looking yeah. thing. And then, like, these giant um, boots. Like, like, unhealthily long blade. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Really, really awesome. So, thanks for that question, Alec. Uh, now, let me pull up my Instagram thing, because I put out one of those things last night. And we got quite a few of them, so let's uh, let's save that one from Travis for last, because I feel like that's going to go on to some real crazy tangents. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Let's see here. <laughs> all right. So if I mm. see all here. So Sean wrote in and said, what's your favorite Halloween October horror film? So we will be covering that next week on episode 20 of Otaku Brothers. Be there. Uh, so, yeah. So, Sean, <laughs> just we're postponing that question until next week because we're centering pretty much the entire episode kind of around that topic. Um, but Benny, friend of the show, writes in and he says, which game remaster would you want that's still not out there yet? Um, so, you know, I've already gotten Kingdom Hearts. Um, I've gotten Resident Evil 4. I've gotten Ocarina of Time. Um, they did redid Halo. Mm-hmm. Graphical update. Oh, goodness. Um, it's got to be something on the N64. Um, I like Prototype. Prototype was a lot of fun. Um, the one where there's, like, your disease... Guy. It's like Xbox 360. Do we really need something that was like an HD remaster from that era yet? It, Xbox sucks. Well, Xbox One, you mean? No, that was Xbox 360. That would be cool to see like an open world, like updated graphics of Prototype. Just to play Prototype again was a lot of fun. Yeah, I never played that. Um, I actually remember it being on the cover of Game Informer like way back in the day when yeah. they were first promoting that game. Well, I like Disease <clears throat> and like... I mean, who doesn't? Really? I like worldwide famine. Yeah. No, I um, just the concept of being—that's well, why zombies are somewhat fascinating. Like, what would happen post-apocalyptic if a disease took over? Or there was that movie called like Andromeda, which was kind of the same concept. Mm-hmm. Um, that just kind of fascinates me on how like things spread. Here's an interesting question: Zombie outbreak happens. Things are in chaos. I find Matt. You're running to the nearest Walmart to get, you know, all like the Rice Krispie treats and everything, peanut butter, sustainability. Mm -hmm. What three video game characters do you take along with you to survive the zombie apocalypse? Goku. Okay. Um, Video game characters. I guess he's more of an anime. Um, Video games, probably Geralt. Because his entire concept of a character is based around killing weird monsters. Is from it the Geralt Witcher. or Geralt? Um, I call him Geralt. I think it's Geralt or something like that. Someone will correct us. Someone that's played Witcher three. But okay. I have the spelling right because I had to look it up. <laughs> yeah. So okay. So you have Geralt, and then who else? Um, Goku. I wish I could. Goku. Goku. If you do him from that like uh, arcade game that we got, Dragon Ball Z Fighters. Yeah. Fighter Z or whatever. And then the third one. 
Someone from <laughs> Dead or Alive Extreme Volleyball. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, For absolutely the no, way they, they sp- the way they spike that ball. You no, know, I think they could have redeeming aspects of attack because mm-hmm. they got a lot of that like arm hand attack motion yeah, from well, all that volleyball. You got f- strong forearms. Yeah, well, you've got mad hops because you're going to need to be jumping all over the place, you know? Yeah, humping. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. <laughs> Hopping walls. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we were trying, we were trying to avoid the real reason why you were choosing <laughs> no, this person, no, I mean, and then you go and drop that. that was a Ryan, slip for we sure. know it's on your no, mind. No, 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 because I've been hopping walls. Like, because in Mexico... There, Is that what you were doing? Yeah, I was. I, there was this wall, like, this giant barrier that we had to get down to, like, a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking, like, we'd have to hop walls, but I guess mamitas was <laughs> on my mind. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Why don't, why don't you go over there and hock what, up a lung? I'm yeah, gonna what talk about, about yourself? Mine. I would definitely choose Cloud <laughs> Strife from Final Fantasy VII. I would choose Ratchet... Um, from the Ratchet and Clank series because he has a ridiculous arsenal of weapons, especially mm-hmm. unique guns, uh, particularly the Sheepinator. We could just turn zombies into sheep. That'd be cool. Um, start a wool business. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think Amaterasu from Okami, um, basically like a, a wolf dog, like crazy looking. Um, look up Amaterasu. Um, just a beautiful dog. Um, There's but, no way I can spell that. But if we needed... Something to just like viciously rip through zombies for us, um, you know. Call up my uh, my friend Amaterasu, and we get the job done. Uh, yeah, it's having trouble finding Amaterasu. I'll look it up here. Amaterasu. Here we go. Oh, that thing. Yeah. Yeah. That thing. Come on. What game is that from? Okami. Okami. Was that any good? Um, I didn't play Okami. I played Okami Den, which was a DS game um, with essentially the offspring of Amaterasu. Okay. And uh, it played very similar to Black a Tiger. Legend of Yes. <laughs> Life of Black Tiger. No, it actually played very similar to a Legend of Zelda game. Mm. Um, it was very much, you know, explore kind of these open plains and then go into these dungeons and solve puzzles. Because I mixed that up with um, the... Shadow Princess or whatever that Zelda game is where there's a wolf. You turn into a wolf. Twilight Princess, you noob. Yeah, I never played that one. Did I always thought those were... Shadow Princess? Yeah, I was thinking of Dark Tiger or Black Tiger, so I don't know. What... Yeah, I always thought those were the same thing, but apparently they're not. Um, so yeah, those would be my three. Nice. But uh, Both very functional teams. I think so. Wait, so are we getting back to... Uh, Benny's question about remasters because I don't think we actually answered that. Um, I said something like, I think it needs to be something like on the PS1. You know, we're, we got Crash remakes. We're getting Spyro remakes. Um, if I... Crackdown. Went, actually, I, w- I just want to play Crackdown again. I wish Crackdown was on the PS4. Yeah, well, Crackdown 3 is supposed to come out like 42 years ago on the Xbox well, One. Just, but it's, Crackdown 2, I think they introduced zombies and it wasn't cool, but Crackdown 1 was the greatest Really? Came out with Halo 3 as like a, a, was it like the beta of Halo 3? It came out, 
as a free game. Oh, really? And it was a standalone, really fun. Like, I, you were a super cop, mm-hmm. and you could, like, upgrade things by using it, so you just go around blowing up It was up basically stuff. Grand Theft Auto on speed. Yeah, it's like an RPG of Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Um, so, HD remasters, I think it'd probably be something on the N64. Um, you know, Microsoft had some of these quote-unquote HD remakes for um, Xbox Live Arcade, like Perfect Dark and um, Banjo-Kazooie. I want to see, like, full-on, like, complete from the ground up remake of, of Banjo Kazooie pretty much rares entire catalog. Um, one of the only reasons I want to get the Xbox one is because of rare replay, which has like 30 of rare, um, rares, classic games like Banjo Kazooie, Tui, Conker's Bad Fur Day, um, uh, Battletoads, Killer Instinct, all those games are like on one disc mm-hmm. and, um, pretty much just remake all of those <coughs> games and, uh, I'll buy an Xbox one. Nice. Did you see the uh, Switch re- or remastered of Dark Souls came out Friday? It did, and it Switch. came to very well. Uh, good reviews, I should say. Good. Yeah. Good. Um, My coworker based- got it because he's <clears throat> just been a PC guy, so yeah. he has a Switch as well. Yeah. So it's um, going to be his first Souls game. Nice. So, uh, yeah, so I guess I would just say stuff on the N64. Any games that you remember playing that you just really... I'm trying to think of... down, you said, and... Yeah, I'm trying to think of my PS3 catalog. I would like to play the original God of Wars remastered. Oh, here, you know what we need? Sorry to interrupt. Not really. Final Fantasy Thirteen, the trilogy, okay? Next year marks 10 years since the release the release of Final Fantasy Thirteen. Ryan and I are both in love with the game. I know there's other people out there in love with the game. We need an HD trilogy for the PS4. Is that the one with Titus and that like water ball, or is that the one with lightning? And it's the one with lightning. Yeah, people like that one. And and you do also, Ryan. I just it keeps me up at night how much I love that game. Exactly. Like I didn't think I could love anything more than this. Yeah, especially Hope. Um, I know you're a big fan of him. You got like a poster in your room and everything and look at it at night. Yeah, him in his swimsuit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Travis wrote in with three questions, always um, supporting the show here. <laughs> he said, if you were both on a desert island and only had resources for one, who would survive? Well, this is how this is going to work out, Travis. I'm faster than Ryan, but if he punched <laughs> He has a voice crack more than I do. If he punched me... I would die. So basically, I would take the resources and run, and Ryan would just rot. And then once he died, I would harvest his body and make a nice barbecue. See, the reason I lift is for situations like this, because <laughs> I would be a long-sustaining food source for Rusty. Exactly. Because I would sacrifice myself, exactly. and he could eat me. <laughs> <laughs> Meat for days. We do not promote... Cannibalism on this podcast, I but if it's needed and you're in this situation, eat the bigger person. Exactly. Next question from Travis. He says a TV series remake. Let's set this up here. One season per book. Is it going to be Ryan, Harry Potter, or Lord of the Rings? Since Amazon's doing a prequel for Lord of the Rings, events before the three films. Like, okay, so this is. The books themselves, like remastering or remaking, remaking essentially one through seven, yeah, or one through three for Lord of the Rings. Oh gosh, that's hard. The things that make those are the characters that were grown up with. So you're exactly. contrasting new, like you wouldn't want Aragon replaced. Freaking what? 
Aragon Sorry, Aragorn. to Dragon. Yeah. Ryan, you're banished from this podcast. That was also a really crappy movie. That was um, awful. Yeah, well, they also, didn't they kill the Shade? The Shade didn't die, I didn't think, until like the second book for Aragon. They just I, killed him off right away. I never read those books. I read part of Aragon, and I enjoyed what I, I did read, but I heard the movie was just garbage. Yeah. Didn't end up reading it. I heard they were really good books, and I have them all. I just, it's hard for me to sit down. Mm-hmm. Because I don't really have a lot of time. Yeah. Um, remaking, I'd probably, it's more of who will do the least amount of damage to my love of the series. And I think Harry Potter is what I have to go with as like a sacrificial because seeing Lord of the Rings remade, if it's done poorly, because we've seen these events, but it's basically just rehashing the events. Yeah. And it's not going to be like um, those actors like they couldn't do it for like another 25 years or something yeah. you know like to celebrate 25 years since the original or whatever um yeah because i i couldn't see them ever casting lord of the rings better than they did and even harry potter i mean i feel like everyone is just so well casted. i mean only if nicholas cage would play Aragorn. that is the only scenario what i where i would be okay with it yeah yeah i think he was actually in line for it i think he actually was <laughs> yeah um so this last one from Travis oh, that would have been so gross. is what is your funniest experience and your most unsettling experience? So Ryan, do you want to do funny and then you do funny and then I'll do, let's uh, do that. So what's your funniest experience? Okay. So this is back in my, I don't know if I'd say un- immature uh, high school days, but I was in a varsity chorale. So we just sing and stuff. And this was on, I don't know if this was state competitions or something. It might've been, we go away for a weekend and we bond with everyone, go to a show and things. Yeah. Um, so we were at this like singing show and it was a, like four or five of us guys who were just kind of in a group, us basses. Mm-hmm. And females go to the bathrooms together. So we're like, yeah, we can do this. So we all piled into the bathroom. Oh boy. And I don't like where this is going. <laughs> and we were all in the bathroom at the same time, like in our own stalls. And there was just one dude who wasn't having a good time, like in the handicap stall. And, um, he, like there was a guy who pulled up in a wheelchair and he could just see underneath. Oh no. Just like this wheelchair. And this dude's just like, He's gripping both sides of the like the stall, like not doing well, and so hold on a second. So back up. I was on my phone. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> not like, oh, it, this is gonna be actually. But this is actually kind of an engrossing story here. So wait a second. Your friend that went in the handicap stall is not actually handicapped. No, it's just we were all the. I think all of them were full, and we were all like doing our thing. But he's like struggling. He's having. He, he's having like a he's, blowout. Yeah, he's he's not doing well. Yeah. Okay. And like he just sees this. Dude in a wheelchair, like, stroll up. Oh, no. Um, so we end up surviving and getting back to the table. And maybe, like, 15 minutes later, this dude comes back to the table. And he's, like, noticeably distraught. With, oh, like, it was not a good time for him. And one of the uh, girl's moms had come along on the trip. And she's, like, she one of the popular, like, attractive girls at the time. And she came and she's like, oh, hey, how are you guys doing? And then, like, looks at this guy who didn't have a good time, like, five minutes before. She's like, hey, why are you all sweaty? (laughs) (laughs) And the entire table, we were, I've never laughed so hard. Like, we were all crying. We were laughing so hard. And she looked like, she's like, what the heck did I say? Yeah. And, like, it just 
resonating in our ears. We're like, why are you all sweaty? And you just hear him like struggling like <laughs> 10 minutes before. And she ended up like, okay, I'm going to go. And just like walked what off. What did he eat? That was like so. I have no, I think it was like a buffet of like questionable like foods, yeah, like wings yeah, and gosh, things. Yeah. But it was just the contrast of like hearing him struggle and like gripping the everything he could to like brace himself. Yeah. And then just Herb like, oh, <laughs> yeah. like, you're right. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's good. So both of my stories could really go under <coughs> either ca- category of funniest and unsettling because they're both unsettling, but they're also kind of hilarious. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Um, so the, the one that I think is more funny than the latter is I was about six years old and uh, my sister and I were really good friends with this family on the street. They had three kids, um, Danny and uh, Holly and Emily. And Holly was um, swinging this croquet mallet like a golf oh. club. Like a golf club. And I was, I think we were both messing around with the croquet mallets, but we were like almost like back to back or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, she readjusted her body and wound up. I turned around at the exact moment that she was doing her, you know, her follow through swing and hit me square in the nads. That doesn't sound funny at all. That sounds very painful. Dude, it, I don't think I've ever had anything in my entire life hurt as much as that moment. And like, it was excruciating. Yeah. No. I mean, that's such a sensitive area to begin with. You know, if you get kicked there, someone like even accidentally bumps you. It's like, oh, whoa. Well, even just the tap hurts. Yeah. Like it's, I think, <clears throat> I don't know what they measure pain in. I forget the scale. Um, but that hurts, even though it's not as drawn out as like giving birth. Yeah. It, I believe it hurts more than for that like instantaneous like shock and then the hour it takes to recover yeah that hurts more than giving birth i know kidneys or kidney stones for guys passing a kidney stone is definitely far worse than giving birth on that scale die because it hurt yeah so well that's where like there was a dude not to like derail your story sorry but um when i was shadowing in the er someone was passing a kidney stone and we like i was shadowing i was back in high school and we do our rounds and like, okay, you have a kidney stone. You're on this pain medication, like a lot of pain medication. You're not supposed to be walking around because you're all like trying to get that pain to go away. Yeah. Like Oxycontin. You don't jog around on Oxycontin. Yeah. Um, so he just, in his days of painkillers, wandered out into the like lobby, passed out because you like, because this passing kidney stone medication stuff cracked his head open on the floor in the lobby and he was just blood everywhere you witnessed this yeah and so like i was just there at high school trying to shadow my friend's dad like hey what do you do in the er <laughs> and he they end up like freaking out obviously because this dude just randomly cracked his head open and they cart him over to a table and i'm in scrubs and i have a beard i look old enough so the surgeon looks to ryan it's like Ryan, today is the day you become a man. No, they did. They handed me scissors and they said, cut off his clothes. And like, they start shoving tubes down his throat to like get him so he can breathe, like open up his passageway. And then they like started handing me stuff to catheterize this dude. And I'm like, 
I'm like, I, I, I'm a high schooler. Like, I'm not certified for any of this. I'm not touching this dude's nads. Because Did they not know that? Well, my friend's dad stepped in. He's like, yeah, he's not, he's not a, a nurse or a, a, <laughs> an ER doctor. And then they, I watch this dude get catheterized. I'm like, I just start. Apparently, I turned white. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like starting. I'm like, that first, I feel his pain. Like that yeah. looks so painful. Two, there's stuff coming out the other way because he's about to pass a kidney stone. Oh my! And I'm gosh. like, I need to sit down because this is like right <laughs> after lunch, and I'm just sitting there, just like, oh, that would hurt so bad, dude. I would be, I would have passed out. I would have cracked my head open. I'd be on the table <laughs> next like, to him. They're just dropping like flies. <laughs> That's in, that's insane. You want to talk about an unsettling story? Yeah, that doesn't even crack my like top ten. But like, wow, yeah, that's crazy. That was more of like a getting off a tangent on like pain. But oh, but yeah. Moral of Ow. my story is you might not have any nieces and nephews anytime soon. Good. I'm still trying to convince you guys to get a freaking dog. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Um, what is your most unsettling experience? <laughs> this could go a number of yeah, very so, scary ways. Yeah. So I was in Kroger's. Um, First of all, it's Kroger. There is not a plural. I was visiting multiple Krogers, <laughs> and I settled on one Kroger. And um, I was getting Flaming Hot Cheetos, um, a Red Bull, and a rotisserie chicken on a Friday night, just chillaxing, you know, going back to the parents and doing my own thing. Were you acting all cool, shooting some people outside of the school? I was, but then people got nervous, <laughs> and my aunt got scared. <laughs> um, so I had to... Yeah, so... Um, with your uncle and auntie in Bel Air? Yeah. Okay. That, I think that's what happened, actually. <laughs> it was unsettling, because okay. she got scared, so... Wow. What's your story? Um, no, seriously, keep going. So this was, um, like... I think it was back from college. Or it was right before I went to college, which was, like, a couple hours away. Um, so this is summertime, just doing a local job at, like, a golf course. And so I, I got my rotisserie chicken, my flaming Hot Cheetos... And my Red Bull came out to the parking lot, like dropped all my stuff, just ready to pound some chicken, like eat my drumstick. And uh, this girl who like I had met via Facebook, which whenever you meet someone via Facebook, I'm a friendly individual, so I don't see the harm in meeting people. Mm-hmm. I have since changed my opinion on that. It would like start out like, hey, smiley face. I'm like, oh, this person's friendly in, like, complete ignorance. Mm-hmm. So we, like, we walked our dog and whatever. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't want to, like, go out because I'm going to go away to school. Not a good idea. So I, I got my rotisserie chicken, put it in the car, got my filming Hot Cheetos just ready to have, like, a red tongue, lots of meat in my stomach, and just Heart dissolve pain. my st- stomach with the acid that is Red Bull. Yeah. Um, so she pulls up and she's like, hey, like, I didn't tell anyone where I was. You've I, never met her before. No, I hadn't met her. It just, this was after like rejection. Got it. And uh, she pulled up and I'm like, oh, hey, like, I got in the car. It was just to chat. I'm like, because I have a rotisserie chicken that's slowly getting cold. Mm-hmm. And it's prime when the meat <laughs> falls off the bone and you can eat that subpar chicken for yeah, $5 exactly. at Kroger. Right. And Walmart. They have... Rotisserie chicken. Not bad at all, yeah. It is, yeah. The number of rotisserie chickens I've consumed. Absolutely. Um, so it was it basically like conversation went on. She was like distraught that like we couldn't date. I don't mm-hmm. know. And I realized that I had made a decision, like a bad decision answering that Facebook. Like at that moment where she like took a gun out and was like, 
I was held at gunpoint. Now let's let's reiterate what you just said. So you're talking. Yeah, we're just talking and like trying to calm her down. And then there was a gun involved, and I was at gunpoint. And I'm like, <laughs> I was just thinking. I was like. God, my rotisserie chicken is going to get cold <laughs> if I get shot here. How do I talk her off the ledge? It's going to go to waste. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm like, that's going through my mind. And I was like, God, Lauren's going to be pissed. <laughs> like, she's going to inherit my car and it's going to smell like rotisserie chicken. <laughs> and like, yeah. So I ended up talking that one down. And then I got into my car and drove back to the parents and didn't obviously didn't tell them because I'm like, Hey, mom and dad, I was just held a gunpoint. Yeah, held a gunpoint, eating, prepping to eat rotisserie chicken. But I will tell you that that food post like death scare was the best. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm like, this is the best rotisserie chicken I've ever had. It was like that lemony coating. Oh, and then flaming hot Cheetos. They're so much better than regular Cheetos because they've got a little bit of tang and it hurts you even more. Like I acid like a lot of feedback. Um, Maybe it's because you're like getting really excited and just bumping stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm shaking out of terror, <laughs> or getting excited because I'm after this. I have to get a rotisserie chicken now. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, that's my uh, unsettling. That, that is about <laughs> as unsettling as they come. So, setting the scene here, I was about five. My my five and six year old uh, self went through some rough rough patches. Mm-hmm. So I'm about five years old. <laughs> um. This friend of mine, um, who actually lives out in Colorado, who everyone for a long time thought I was going to eventually marry because we grew up together, we were in diapers together. She ended up in fifth grade, ended up moving out west. So unfortunately, um, you know, we never pursued anything, and uh, it, yeah. it all worked and out. Thus, you got married to my sister. Exactly. You know, uh, <laughs> <we're>, <laughs> just like kidding. gosh, I miss her, like <laughs> freaking Lawrence here. Uh, Lauren's the worst (laughs) she's in the other room (laughs) and anyways so our families um, it was kind of like a block party all the parents were playing euchre and stuff like that and um, you know those like little tiki things that you stick in the ground you like light them and there's that just like the gas exactly there's that gas and it kind of keeps mosquitoes away (laughs) and stuff like that well these guys that were in high school you know Amanda and I were running around just hanging out and these guys that were in high school had this can and they were spraying it and had like a lighter and were like essentially like Yeah, like yeah, the blowtorch. Exactly. Yeah. Um they needed like more fuel or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they walked over to one of these tiki torches and like opened up the bottle and like somehow got some of the, more of this fuel in the bottle. And they sealed it back up. And Amanda and I were like maybe like twenty feet behind them and we were making noises and they were like kind of um caught off guard and they turned around and just dropped the bottle and ran. So Amanda and I naturally as five, six year old kids ran over to it and picked it up and we're like, Oh, she's like, I was like, why don't you spray it? She sprayed it. And we didn't have any like lighters or anything. So we weren't doing that. And I was like, she's like, here you try. And of course it's like pitch black at night. You mm-hmm. know, all, we only have like the light of the house nearby. Um, and then of course these tiki torches. And so I grabbed it and the nozzle was actually pointing at my face Ooh. and I didn't see it. Um, so I, I clicked it and sprayed and it went right into my eyes. So of course I'm like screaming my head off. Amanda runs and gets her parents, tells them what's going on. And I'm just like sobbing uncontrollably because I can't see. Yeah. And so my best recollection is I remember them calling the emergency squad pulls up in front of the house and I'm like, 
running at towards the end of the driveway. And as I'm running, this guy literally is running towards me, picks me up and has me like on his side. And I, like, I'm just like being held. And he's like carrying me into the house. These three, four guys rush me into the bathroom and are like essentially washing my eyes out with water yeah. um, to get this stuff out. And they put some other stuff in my eye um, that eventually rinsed whatever poison was essentially in my eyes. Yeah. But if they hadn't gotten there sooner, I would have been permanently blind. Oh, shit. Yeah. It was, like, insane. That's terrifying. Yeah. Because that's that's one of my... Really losing any of your senses is, like, the most terrifying thing that can happen. Yeah. Like, oh. And because I was oh. temporarily blind, like, I couldn't see. Yeah. Um, It was really freaky. So that's probably the most unsettling. That's way more terrifying than mine. <laughs> like, at least if mine, if mine ended poorly, I wouldn't have to deal with being blind. For the rest of your life. Like, I would just... It'd be an internal darkness. Like, (laughs) I guess it's blind. Yeah, no, it was (laughs) definitely pretty scary and pretty freaky. That's terrifying. So don't spray uh, lighter fluid in your eye. Because I've messed around with, this is questionable, but like we used a can of Axe. And Mm. like you don't want to spray it too long on like a lighter because it'll actually trace itself back to the source of the fire and go into the can and explode yeah because that's all those things are pressurized like gas yep very flammable gas like hairsprays and stuff if you put those in a thing it explodes shrapnel Mm -hmm. so i don't know what compelled us to do this but we we got a bunch of sticks from my parents backwoods and put them on the driveway and we're in like a subdivision so like there's obviously a subdivision committee and like people are driving around we just proceeded to put sticks on our driveway and just blow torch and start a like a fire pit oh my on the driveway. And like people would drive by and they're just looking at us. <laughs> we have this fire going oh my on the driveway. Like cars are around and dad's like, you were like 10 feet from your cars, like gas tank. Yeah. So, oh my God. Can you imagine the lawsuit on those hands, on your hands if you <laughs> freaking blew up a car <laughs> driving It would have blown the- up the house too. Oh my gosh. So... Yeah. I mean, it was fun until my dad came around the house and he realized what we were doing. He's like, what are you thinking? Yeah. Like, what? Yeah, scary yeah. times. Scary times. So, moral of our stories, don't start relationships over Facebook. Don't don't answer random people on Facebook. Yeah. Even if you're friends with their friends. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, don't spray, spray lighter fluids in your eyes. Stay within five distance of anyone swinging a croquet mallet like a golf club. Yeah. And, um... What was your first Wipe story? off sweat from your brow. Don't use the handicap spot in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. But now that we're like an hour and fifteen minutes into this episode, let's actually get into our main topic of the show, which is yeah. something that I actually believe someone wrote in about um, as a question. Five, ten episodes, whatever it may have been. You know, we're on nineteen episodes of this podcast already. Yeah, because you keep talking about episode 20 next time. <laughs> I know. So, I just can't yeah. believe uh, we've already got 20 episodes under our belt almost. I'm surprised people are still listening <laughs> to us talk. Numbers have gone down significantly. It's basically Travis and like <laughs> yeah. my mom at this point. And my old boss. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so thank you yeah. all, all uh, three he always, of you. He stops by my desk. He's like, I've learned stuff about you. <laughs> it probably means like, I don't, probably don't want to work with you anymore. <laughs> I don't blame the guy. Yeah. I don't blame the guy. Um, so what we wanted to talk about this week was kind of uh, video game franchises that 
either we kind of think are overrated or we just we understand the appeal, but they really just do not work for us. Um, and so preface this by saying, you know, we're not trying to offend any of you out there, but um, but your views are wrong and you suck. They're just horrible games like Kingdom Hearts that just don't. Like Final Fantasy should not even exist. Halo, Super Smash Brothers, Horizon, God of War, Gears of War, Metal Gears. Actually, that's actually on my list. <laughs> <laughs> um, Legend of Zelda. We're just gonna roast all of your favorite franchises. No, but we don't want to just talk you're through. Enjoy it. Yeah, you will. Uh, we kind of want to just talk through game series <laughs> that um, some of these on here. I'm willing to give another shot. Um, or their game series that I haven't played, but I've on the outside looking in, just I just don't think it would appeal to me. Mm-hmm. So um, we're just going to number these off. These are in no particular order. Uh, but Ryan, you've got quite a few, so why don't you talk about it? Yeah, I, I've pared it down a little bit. Uh, Final Fantasy is my first one. So I played Final Fantasy thirteen. I guess it is, the one with the lightning. Mm-hmm. And it, it was not fun. Like there was one person who just, irritated me i think it was like a girl who had a really high-pitched voice that's probably sarah sarah just all most sarahs are annoying in my life and i'd agree actually yeah (laughs) my sister's name yeah so um i love you sarah yeah so um sometimes (laughs) (laughs) just kidding not right now yeah um yeah no it, it wasn't fun in the pickup i think i played six or seven hours I don't remember much about it. Like you're on a ship or like you're trying to save someone. That's generally the case. But mm-hmm. I just to think that I have to play 90 hours of this with these annoying characters. Like lightning was cool. Like she had motivations and normal character stuff. Um, I think if you took out that annoying character, I probably could have made it through. Um, and then if you would have picked up the pace towards the beginning, like, I don't want to have to sit through seven hours before I get into any type of story. Mm-hmm. Like maybe that's a JRPG thing that they're a lot slower. Yeah. Um, well, which I can give that genre some leeway, but if you get into like my other, like, so I've played Pokemon and, uh, Dragon Quest 11. Yeah. So if Dragon Quest 11, maybe within the first hour or so depending on the speed of which you go through the game, hour and a half, you have like a plot twist mm-hmm. and it gets you kicked off into like the story and trying to discover whatever. This one wasn't that case. Like it wasn't the case. It was like seven hours in. I had annoying people around me. I was grinding for whatever purpose. I, I couldn't do it. Yeah. I think there's a couple things here. I think your first mistake was playing final fantasy 13 first because that's, largely the most divisive game in the series well didn't um, they change of the battle system or something well yeah the paradigm system is definitely unique in the sense that um it's unlike any of the other final fantasy games mm-hmm. um typically the the series was very um turn-based i mean <laughs> 12 certainly was more mmo like in its mechanics was that the one with like yuna and Ru- no that's 10 titus and- yeah that's 10 i remember my uh friend from maybe fifth grade his name was nick jordan and okay. we we always thought he was related to michael jordan except we didn't put two and two together that he was a white kid <laughs> and um oh my gosh yeah he was really into that game um yeah I, I i think i'd be willing to play that maybe if they remastered that one 13 10 oh well they already did so did they mm-hmm. it's on ps4 oh 
Okay. Were, were the graphics updated and everything? Everything. I might have to try that then. Yeah, because I see what on... he was ranting about for like most of fifth yeah, grade. I have it on Vita, but um. Did you I... like that one? I put about two hours into it, so I don't... So you didn't like that well, one? Well, I just was playing other things at the time, um, so I haven't had enough time to sink into it. And honestly... Did it get good reviews? Oh, yeah. 10 is... I mean, 10's not as divisive as 13. What makes 13 divisive? People's freaking... You want to get me on a rant. People I do. Just, I want to know what... People are just saying it's too linear. You're you're in corridors. If you look at Final Fantasy VII, a large part of that game, for probably the first... Before you get to, like, disc three is largely linear and corridor-based. Is Seven the one with Cloud and Sephiroth? Yeah. yeah. Um, I just think the the judgments and the criticisms for 13 are largely out of, are off the mark. They're out of place. They shouldn't... Now, I, I understand some of the criticisms. I really, really do. Certainly some of the characters are annoying. The, the story's overly complex. Um, yeah, it takes 20 hours for the game to open up. Um, That's like a normal game's playtime, though. Like, I get it's an RPG, and I get it's a JRPG, which you can, like, pare down and say, okay, I can accept that for what it is. But 20 hours to get into the thick of it. That's fine. I mean, we'll agree to disagree, right? I mean, like, if people don't like the game, that's fine. Don't play it, right? I mean, but I enjoyed it, as as does a large number of people. Um, but if you're just going to look at a game and say, I'm not playing that because um, it's too straight, it's too linear, then... No, I can accept that. If you look Whatever. at freaking Mario, you're side-scrolling and hopping on, like, shells. Like, that's a very linear... I mean, if you look at anything at its simplest form, I think, like, Zelda Ocarina of Time. People like the earlier Final Fantasies probably for the same reason and disregard those kind of key criticisms. One, for the time that it was made and, like, the ability that the game designers had. Like, Final Fantasy VII, you're saying it's also somewhat linear. Mm-hmm right it's the capabilities of the time and it's the nostalgia factor of these stories Mm -hmm. so you're applying like a what is it cognitive dissonance to you don't apply the same logic to what it is here yeah so if you apply that same logic kind of like you were saying yeah they both suck yeah exactly i I just i I do want to play the seventh when they remastered on the switch yeah I, I think if I were to recommend a Final Fantasy go back to you, like I've said multiple times, I think nine is a great starting place because it has a really like childlike aesthetic in a, in a really good way, almost like a Disney movie type of thing. Um, and the, the story is, is gripping. The characters, characters are very likable, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of memorable characters. There's a lot of humor infused with some of them. Um, it's just a great game. 13, again, coming into a game that's the most divisive in the series, that's kind of like playing like Zelda 2 on the Nintendo first in today's day and age or playing so help me Pokemon Ultra Sun and Moon as the first Pokemon game that you play um you're going into an entry that you might have a, a sour taste in your mouth and coming away from you it's like well, if this is supposed to be the best it's ever been 13 entries in or 15 for Pokemon you know it's like how does it if this this is supposed to be the definitive version how am I going to go backwards now yeah, you know. I mean, that, that's what Monster Hunter World did to me. Like, I got Ultra, or like 4 or whatever, and it, I can't play that. On the 3DS. Yeah, yeah, going backwards. Like, I started with Ocarina of Time, beat the entire game, and did side quests and got that super sword and stuff. Definitively better is the new Zelda. Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. So but it like, was interesting today. I was at that, um, that game store, 
and I was talking with him, and he said that Super Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild are among his top ten most hated games of all time. Why is that? I don't know. He just... Well, Super Mario Odyssey, he said, like... And I'm the same way with platformers. I'm really not good at them now, especially 2D ones. Just the timing, it, like, stresses me out. I'm not good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but he said, like, Super Mario Odyssey was just, like, a cakewalk. He beat it in two sittings. That's why I don't have it. It's because... I want something, that's why I went to Celeste, is I wanted a platformer, but I don't want something that's going to hold my hand and I can easily power through. Like, the boss is essentially jump on this dude's head three times. Like, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of charm there. I really think there is. The music, the... Not $60 worth of charm. It's like a $20 a year and a half later worth of charm. You enjoy every second of it. First of all, you got to keep in mind that GameCube games that were once Platinum Choice... Are selling for or player's choice are now selling for like fifty to sixty dollars. So Nintendo's games historically, especially first party, mm-hmm. will not go down in price. Super Mario Odyssey will hold a sixty dollar price the tag. Sixty four. Uh, what is it? The, the original six, Smash six is sixty dollars. Yeah, plus. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um. So I'll get it used. Don't then. hope for that, but no. you can just borrow my copy because I'm going to get it because um I'm not gonna anything that's third party. I'm essentially gonna buy it on PS4 anyways. Um. Okay. They're like, I mean, I'm gonna get Skyrim just for the sake, for the convenience of playing it portably. Um, but I'm not gonna get Doom and Dark Souls and Wolfenstein. While I think it's great that those games are coming to those platforms because there's a certain audience or demographic of people that only buy Nintendo consoles, so to be able to play the games is great. Um, but uh, where was I going with this? Third party games. Oh, but yeah. So uh, my point being is like, the games that I buy for the Switch are gonna be. Only on the Switch. Okay. Mario Odyssey, Mario Kart, um, you know, uh, let Pokemon Let's Go, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Hopefully they come out with a Mario Golf, because Mario Tennis, my coworker, played it, and he's like, I played it for like six or seven hours, but it's not a full game. Yeah, and that bums me out. So um, It could be a full game if you enjoy playing match after match, but at least Mario Golf, you can get different characters, play the courses differently, try to improve your score. Well, I hope it's similar to the, the GameCube. Game- well, the GameCube one, but also the Game Boy Advance one, because it was almost like an RPG. You actually had your own character. You walked around this map, and you could actually like level up your character. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of, there's a game that I got on Switch um, through limited run games because they printed a certain number of copies. You can download it on the Switch, but um, it's called Golf Story, mm-hmm. and it's it's basically that. It's it's very 16-bit inspired. It looks more like a Super Nintendo type game. I have seen that, um, but it's like very RPG in nature. Um, as far as like leveling up your character and things like that. And, and the main like mechanic in, in, I guess, gameplay style of the game isn't even actually playing matches of golf because there's so other, there's so many other side things that you're doing. Yeah. Um, but, but back to our lists of gaming (laughs) franchises, you talked about Final Fantasy quite a bit. No. Yeah. I mean, ultimately that was my one time playing it for seven hours. And I think seven hours I guess taking into account that RPGs can go for hundreds of hours, that was my taste and my. But I'd be willing to play it eventually, yeah, or play a different one, and then like once I have a baseline of something that's considered good, yeah, or you would consider good, or I would consider good, mm-hmm. then potentially trying it again. But yeah. at the time, it wasn't my cup of tea. That's fair. My first one is all of the Grand Theft Autos after Grand Theft Auto Four, um, the console games, I should say. <laughs> I remember getting Grand Theft Auto 3 when I was about 10, 11 years old. 
Um, and just could not believe this three-dimensional world that at the time was so overwhelmingly huge, not to mention that you eventually unlocked two other islands mm-hmm. um, that you could just completely freely explore. You could walk up to someone's car, rip them out of the car, drive off, and listen to tunes in the, on the radio. Not only that, you could program, or not program, but you could switch stations and listen to different music. The music's really good. The gaming was the game was programmed so well that if you started killing people uncontrollably, you had multiple levels um, of like police force that would come after you. You'd like your wanted level was like one to like four or five stars, and the fact that it could get to the point where you could like essentially spawn a tank using cheats, and like yeah. the the air force and like SWAT teams were coming after you and everything. I mean, all of that aside from the main story was there. You know, I think so many people play the early Grand Theft Auto games for the sole purpose of just causing havoc. You know, just that's why I played them. Re- yeah, um, but then you oh, know, I got to the type of person I am today. Exactly. <laughs> um, Vice City is definitely my favorite. Just completely like throws you into the '80s. Really ridiculous music playing. Um, even aesthetically, just had this '80s vibe to it. Um, really cool cars, bikes, the whole nine. Then Grand Theft Auto 4 came out, and honestly, I don't remember a game, perhaps Skyrim, being as widely publicized, advertised, and hyped mm-hmm. as Grand Theft Auto 4. And I remember going to my bu- over to my buddy Scott's house, um, who really was like the first person who, like if there, a new gaming console came out or game, he was always the first one to get it, went over to his house, and I remember driving and just felt like my car was on a sheet of ice. Like, it just felt so slippery and floaty. Your character, I just felt, was, like, one of those wacky, flatable tube men from Family Guy. He was just, like, all over the place. It just felt very sloppy, the controls. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, I felt like Nico Bellic um, was the most least interesting character in the entire series. He, he's probably among my top ten least interesting characters especially as a protagonist that you're really supposed to enjoy this character's story his history um is four the most recent one no five is okay then i've i've played five and i haven't played five um so maybe perhaps it's unfair for me to say all grand theft autos after four but i just feel like this game that got tens across the board people say it's in some respects their their favorite game of all time I just don't understand it because I felt like the story was uninteresting. Characters were sloppy. The sepia tone world, it just completely off-putting. And I yeah. just don't get it. Yeah, I can't speak for four, but I played five. And to be fair, let me just say this last thing. I put over 30 hours into the game story. Mm-hmm. Like, I played it all the way through, so. See, I'm not playing Grand Theft Auto for the story, really. I'm playing it for I'm driving around the town, shooting random people, like, yeah, things I can't do in real life mm-hmm. because there are real consequences. Like, it's it's finding a really nice car and just zipping around the world. So, like, I think five is better from what I've heard for story. And there's, like, I think you play as three different There's people. three different, ca- yeah, characters. Yeah. So. Um, which is sometimes hard to figure out what you actually do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wasn't there for that. So I can't speak for the story or completely. Yeah, I mean, maybe someday I'll play Grand Theft Auto V. It's you amazing. can always borrow it from me. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing that that game costs like $250 million to produce. 
and now I think it's among the top five most sold, excuse me, games of all time. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, mean, I think that's great, you know, for Rockstar fans or whatever, because that that allows them to continue to fund games like Rock or uh, Red Dead Redemption, which there's kind of a lot of heat with Rockstar right now because they were saying that they were working like a hundred hour weeks and everything, but then the main director of the game came out and said like, no, that was just a team of like five of the head people when we were writing the um, the story and stuff like that and really um, kind of fleshing out all those details. And um, he basically said like, we enjoy, it was out of passion, not out of like... So the same thing EA said. It was yeah. like... Well, I mean, because they have to come out of a, with a statement, right? I mean, it's just to yeah. make sure they, they calm the, the fires, but... Just PA. I think a lot of video game developers... Or PR ridiculously overwork their their staff yeah that's a common thing especially play testers like towards the end of the game's development mm-hmm. um like as games like assassin's creed and my next game fallout which you probably have on your list i do um i'm sure the play testers are going nuts because those games are notoriously buggy anyways um yeah. but yeah so like what about fallout for you is I mean, we talked about it quite a bit but what about it is so uninteresting uh, it's just it's totally different um the palettes that they used are so dull. And you're in this, like, depressing world. I guess nukes just went off. Everything's dead. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just super bland. I would rather, for an RPG, go through some living world opposed to this post-apocalyptic. Um, the VAT system's entertaining, but it doesn't make up for its... It gets really old really quick, having to pause the game, like, pick a thing you have the potential to miss. Um, it's a lot creepier than Skyrim, mm-hmm. as far as, like, half-dead people coming after you, the ammunition really pisses me off. Like, you have a limited amount of resources, you can't go to shops as easily. Which, again, like, it makes sense given the environment. It does. Resources like, are scarce, but... But like running out of, you have this gun that you want to use and you can't use it because bullets. Mm-hmm. I'd rather go through Skyrim and have a sword or like buy arrows or create arrows kind of thing. No, I'm the same way. You have a machine gun. You're going to run through a bunch of bullets. If you have a very unique gun, like there's like an Asian assault rifle in Fallout 3 and you get that in a thing, you only have like the vendors don't sell specific ammo, like that specific of ammo mm-hmm. or like fat boys obviously are going to cost a lot of money mm-hmm. do you ever shoot a fat boy no it's like a, a small tiny nuke that you can just shoot at things okay um yeah it's the ammo thing really was irritating i just it wasn't fun it was like literally the palette was gray yeah and and you know people can make the same argument for skyrim because i think that game is very dark and in many cases isn't as beautiful but then you go into these like arctic looking sides of the map and i think it is pretty beautiful when you're looking off a mountainside um and just seeing this large world that you can freely explore but i remember playing fallout 3 going through these opening sequences and eventually opening up the vault and walking out in this world and being introduced to what you would hope and expect to be something that's overwhelming and um immediately entices you to go explore but i just looked at this world and was like this Again, just looks gross, ugly, barren, and it's very barren. Yeah, and and maybe that's the sense you're supposed to get and feel like, oh my gosh, this is what humanity is has come to. This is what our world looks like, and it's supposed to create that feeling of like, well, now we need to rebuild and restart civilization. But I didn't have that. I was just like, this isn't interesting to me. 
and just that's went why right to Megaton and just blew it up. Yeah, <laughs> that bomb. But that's why it's like when I opened up the the sewers in Oblivion or exited the 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 village in Skyrim after you know you escape the dragon. I felt excited about the journey that I was about to embark on. Yeah. And that's why I just, Bethesda's Fallout games are just, they're just not for me, which isn't a problem. It's not a bad thing. Um, I just, I do not enjoy them. So. Yeah. Even seeing like gameplay of 76, they tiled up the contrast in some of the places, especially within the vaults, but it still doesn't make up for the core gameplay is not fun for me. Yeah. Exactly. Or for us. Um, so yeah, that's really all I have to say about Fallout. What's another one for you? Um, let me put these as green because we have talked about them. Um, next one, I don't really have much to say for it, but Fire Emblem. Really? That I haven't really played it. It like my first look at it, I don't know if I'd have fun doing because I was playing. What's that Diago Five or whatever? Diago or what's that uh, RPG? The Diablo? No, it's the very Japanese. Or JRPG turn-based game that I have. Oh, Disgaea. Yeah. If it's anything like that, which is turn-based like that, I don't know if I'd have fun playing that. Here's the problem with Disgaea. Run. Those games are stupidly overly complex, and they're not for you at all. Okay. And they're not for me either. Like that, those games are just not our audience. Um, I think I should let you borrow my 3DS because I have. Fire Emblem, the Sacred Stones from the Game Boy Advance. Mm-hmm. Um, downloaded on it from like the Ambassador program like years ago. It's worth playing. That Is game's it? worth playing. And then... I also don't like the permadeath. You get over it. You really do. If, okay, so if you're really worried about permadeath, then get Fire Emblem Awakening on the 3DS because you can turn permadeath off. And that is probably one of the single best-reviewed games for the 3DS. Okay. behind, you know, Link Between Worlds and, you know, Ocarina of Time 3D and stuff like that. What was the name for the 3DS one? Um, uh, Fire Emblem Awakening. Awakening. Okay. I, I think you'd really, really like those games. Yeah, because that has Marth and Roy and those you enjoyed Because you enjoyed Advance Wars, right? I did. You turn Permadeath off and you're basically playing Advance Wars. Yeah, because the, it's... It's like I've played... Um, Pokemon Yellow version where someone faints and you have to release them, mm-hmm. and that stresses me out. Like going I would through, never do that. Yeah, it's such a stupid challenge. Like, I feel it just completely takes you out of the experience. Well, it makes sense. Like they faint or they're dead, and you have to release them out. But like that stuff really stresses me out. And I think I got like halfway through, and then I was like, "This isn't fun." No, that's horrible. I also like deleted my Mew save and like a hundred almost complete Pokedex. Yeah. Um. League of Legends. Yeah. I never played it. Um, Rick played it a lot. I just feel like the learning curve there is way too steep, especially nowadays where, like, I feel like the only people that play or, like, people that play professionally. Yeah. Um, and even if there are, like, a bunch of noobs out there starting every day, like, I just, I don't want I don't have any desire to play that. There's a lot of characters to learn. Um, it, what is it? Capture. You try to destroy something or you're trying to capture whatever it is. Something like that. Yeah, I think it was just overwhelming. Mm-hmm. It was partially the problem for me. I'm like, one, I have to invest a lot of time, which I don't have, and then I have to learn everything. Or If I get into something like that when there's a ton of different characters, I'm going to want to learn to know which one's the best. Yeah. And that's so much more time. And even the, the gameplay style doesn't even look very appealing to me. Was it top-down? Yeah, well, the, the top-down doesn't bother me, but just it looks like just two like legions of armies are like, 
clashing, and I think you'd have to get to the other person's base and destroy it. I could be completely off base with that. And you're protecting different sides, like yeah. trying to, yeah. But from the f- the footage I've seen and people I've talked to and even articles that I've read, it just does not seem appealing to me at all. No, I agree. Um, but yeah, so that's one for me. Uh, what's another one for you? <laughs> uh, Mario Party. You can get off this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I have never found a huge appeal with Mario Party. Like, I've played it before. Um, I, I never got the point of it. All right, well, what we're going to do, I know, because the, the, you know, if you want to play a board game, I can just get a real board game. Blah, blah, no, blah, no, 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 that's, that's my... We got to play Mario Party 2 on the N64, get four people to play. It will have the time of our lives. No, I'm totally cool with it. I've just, I've never had a really good, like... Experience playing Experience it. playing it. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. And I think it is largely time and place, you know, mm-hmm. similar to Ocarina of Time. Um, but, but at the same time... Of like Mario Kart, it's like really who you're playing with, the, like, it's situational opposed to the game itself. Yeah. I can totally see the appeal of Mario Party. Yeah. But as far as my experience with it, I have not had a ton of fun. That's fair. Yeah, we'll definitely have to play two. Let's see what you think. Yeah, I'm game. I also have eight on the Wii, which... Um, Looks better, but I don't feel like it's as fun. Okay. So we'll have to give both of those a try. Um, PUBG and Fortnite are kind of tied together. Yeah. Um, I'm just not a fan of this battle royale genre that's kind of like exploding right now. Um, Fortnite in particular, I have actually played for like three or four hours. I, I just didn't understand it. The mechanics, the points, the well, I feel like the this point goal. as well, it's very much morphing into that same way league of legends is with yeah. like you're either really good or you're getting you're out first round yeah or like first one on the map and that's kind of how it was for me like i enjoyed exploring but then when i actually found people they were like constructing these walls and building all this stuff and then they'd shoot me and i'd die and i was just like okay this is oh well like yeah i didn't have fun well, so. it's the same way like i had fortnite on and i didn't like it for the same reasons but like it's the same way i don't like roguelikes like, Dead Cell was fun, and, like, I enjoy building my base character, but it's so depressing starting over each time. Yeah. Like, I get the, you're trying to, like, make a better run and, like, get further, but, like, it's so depressing. Like, yeah. I'm so used to RPGs where you build up your base characters and you go into battle and you, like, if you lose, you learn from it and not, you don't start at the beginning of this game. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I, I just don't like roguelikes. And I feel like Battle Royale is essentially a roguelike shooter. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'd be curious to see your thoughts about Dark Cloud, um, because that's that's that is roguelike, but I don't know. There there are a whole lot of other mechanics in that game that I think really make it a fun experience. Dark Cloud is a roguelike. Mm-hmm. That's the one that you Pete beat, recommended. Right? Yeah, on the PS2, but you can play the, the. That's the one you were. I was watching you do that dungeon, and it was like forty-seven layers for the last one, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, some of it can be tedious, especially since it came out. 17 years ago mm-hmm. um but i think it is a really really what good makes game. that a roguelike uh the dungeons are randomly generated um oh. well you don't start over that's the my more compl- like my bigger complaint like i'm fine if they're randomly generated bloodborne has like a randomly generated root yeah dungeons, but if you but- die then you do like if you don't have <sighs> there's a whole lot of nuances there but like yeah, yeah. It, it is technically a roguelike, but we're not going to get into that discussion. Um, so I talked about PUBG and Fortnite. What's your next one? Sonic. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, side-scrollers or, like, platformers are fun. 
Um, I have something that's going to piss you off more when it comes to platformers. But like, as far as running around the ground, a lot of the old Sonics, like the 2D ones, they stop your progress. Your entire point is to run and like, if you're going to bounce me off of things and stop my progress, it, it almost takes you out of the character of Sonic who just runs fast. It's like, I might as well be doing a Mario game. Yeah. That I, runs faster. It's not that I don't understand the appeal of Sonic. I do. But similar to you, like I, I got the, the Sega Genesis collection for the PS4 and I just suck at those games. Like, and, and again, it's probably somewhat memory related. Like you have to learn these levels, where certain spikes are, where enemies pop out, where the loop-de-loops are. And the you ring have to system jump. isn't good. It's just so infuriating when I'm on a decent run and then I just get stopped dead in my tracks and Sonic's like, oh, you know, like falls back and all my rings go scattering everywhere. And um, the music's great. I love the music. Yeah. Um, visually, I think it looks nice for that 16-bit era. Maybe I need to play, like, Sonic Mania just recently came out for the Switch. That might be a game I'd consider getting. Well, the 3D Sonics are just a train wreck. But I think Sonic, th- or, yeah, Sonic Mania, the, the most recent release. Was Is all very, the original 16-bit ones? It's, no, it's, it's, I think it looks visually like the 16-bit ones, but it's a completely new game, and they got really good reviews. Okay. So. Yeah, I've watched a lot of gameplay of the 3D ones, mm-hmm. and they're just glitchy messes yeah like you're flying off of walls like it sonic did not translate well to 3d yeah no um my next one is fighting games um particularly yeah. like street fighter mortal Kombat. yeah and it's it's like i enjoy i enjoy those games for very short bursts but when someone tells me that they've sit there and played they picked up soul Calibur six on friday and they spent 30 hours playing it over a course of like four or five days i'm just like how there's no story right well there is a story but like you're just on this 2d plane sometimes three-dimensional plane i similar to league of legends there's so many characters to learn which ones are good or not would take a lot of time and then then you have to perfect the character that you like and memorizing all of those different combinations and button presses and stuff like that i mean when we played dragon ball z we were just button mashing yeah pretty much you know, I mean, it's just like to sit there and press start and say, okay, well, if I press A, A, B, X, up, down, left, right, start, select. I mean, it's just like, yeah, I could not be patient enough. Now, there are some That's like the games. same reason I hate Bop It. Like, I can't deal with those, like, let's punch a million buttons and memorize <laughs> okay. them all. Um, Bop It's the worst. Stop it. Your dad's good at it, but yeah. like, I can't remember like 40 different playthroughs. And then it's like, if I want to do a Hayuken right on street fighter yeah i can't because it's like 47 a's followed by what you said like (laughs) six b's four ups two lefts (laughs) like i have to spin around in a circle do a squat and then like (laughs) throw my controller at the freaking tv and then hayuken that's not that hard man come on now yeah it is (laughs) like i eventually want to use my hands and if i'm freaking I, I won't be able to. Yeah. Carpal Tunnel will become a thing if I'm just smashing buttons. Oh, my gosh. Um, but there's there's some fighters that I've enjoyed. Uh, Ultimate, uh, Marvel vs. Capcom, or Marvel vs. Capcom 2 and 3 are, are good fun. Um, there was a PSP game. Tekken Tag Tournament is one of my favorite fighting games. Um, a launch game for the PS2. Absolutely are, are, are these 2D? Yes. Okay. There was a good um, PSP... Um, 
game where it was just Marvel characters, like Wolverine, Magneto. And I think it was called like Marvel Nemesis or something like that. Yeah, that one was a lot of fun. Or, or you like, could like pick the, up like the Imperfects or something like that. Light posts and things mm-hmm. and throw them at people. That yeah. was a good one. Yeah, so fighting games, I understand the appeal, but I just don't have the patience to to learn all the intricacies of them. Yeah, my next one, uh, Crash Bandicoot and Donkey Kong. Crash Bandicoot, uh, I'm fine with. Donkey Kong, what do you mean? So like Crash Donkey Bandicoot, Kong Country? the original one that I just got for Game Boy, is the only real Donkey Kong that oh, I've played. Yeah, Donkey it's, Kong 94 for the Game Boy. Yeah, so like... Even, like, watching that one, it looked really stressful. Like, you're freaking out because you missed those barrels. Like, I would find that infuriating. Donkey like, Kong Country is amazing. I'm sure it is, but I, I, I never was super invested in the giant ape of a character that is Donkey Kong. and like his, for Diddy. His little friend Diddy or the other girl. Trixie. Yeah. I, I never really got into them. I, I mean, I enjoy platformers, and I'm sure... If I started with them when they were progressing oh, and coming yeah. out, that would have been cool. They would have been among your favorite games. Of What's the end? Is there an N64 one where... Donkey Kong 64. Yeah. The best. See, that one's like 3D. I totally could have enjoyed that yeah. back in the day. Um, I think I watched my cousins play through that one on their 64. Mm-hmm. Um, but besides that, yeah. Okay. Never got into it. Because Crash Bandicoot, that's like the th- stuff where you're running at the screen being chased by stuff like even in uncharted yeah when you play that, that level stressed me out because you can't really see the platforms and stuff yeah. like that. you have a split second to react and it's it can be stressful because you miss something just by a hair yeah um minecraft is my next one yeah um i totally respect that i like the sims you know um i love constructing this house and kind of seeing these um these people that i've created interact and live in this little virtual world i think that's fun um but minecraft being the actual builder um it's great i mean i think it's so awesome that today's generation of kids while i prefer they're playing with legos um you know getting with the times i suppose it's, well, it's, neat. A, it's a, in, in inexpensive because if i wanted to buy enough legos that's to fair. build yeah. like even having a full-time job that pays well Buying Legos, I have to, like, ration out the Legos that I would potentially buy. Yeah. Like, a set for, like, just a tiny ship from one of those Star Wars. Like, 150 bucks. Yeah, it's stupid. Like, do I want to eat? <laughs> like, I have X amount lotted out for food. Do I want to eat this week, or do I want a Lego? Like, Minecraft is $20 for unlimited Legos in unlimited combinations in unlimited worlds. Yeah. So, I think in that sense, it's awesome. I think it's so cool that... Kids are um, using their imaginations in very creative and fun ways that's interactive. Um, so in that sense, I think it's great. I just, I don't, I'd much rather pump 20 to 30 hours into another character build on Skyrim or something like that than build some holy cathedral from in Europe. Yeah, no, I, I totally get that. But I also understand the appeal after you build this thing and you're like, look at what I created. Yeah, it's more of like a home base kind of feel. Mm-hmm. Um, so you go out into the world, explore, bring your resources back, and you have created this house that you're like, yeah, I did a good job. And like you're slowly perfecting the house that you're coming back to mm-hmm. and kind of essentially upgrading like the way that you would upgrade a house or like do an addition on Sims. 
but you design every aspect of it, which starting out that is similar to like league of legends it's a huge learning curve yeah. not so much the like let's go upgrade a craft on a crafting table because there are a lot of crafting recipes mm-hmm. but um it's more how everything works and how you design stuff that's a big like do you want to put what stairs on things to make this roofing look better do you want to do slabs and how depth works to make things more appealing. Like, that stuff is a giant learning curve. Yeah, I understand. Um, just not for me. Uh, what's your next one? Uh, Resident Evil. Okay. Yeah, so I never got into Resident Evil's... I think it's probably just zombies and games. They're so overused and by... Like, there were a PS1 and PS2 kind of era that you played yeah, Resident Evil. I think what you need to play is Resident <laughs> Evil 4 because it goes far beyond zombies. It's... Zombies are there. There literally are no zombies in Resident Evil Four. I thought Resident Evil the core concept was zombies. No, there's a lot more to Resident Evil than just zombies. Okay, you need to play Four. What is that on? PS Four. Okay, is that a newer one or is it a remake? It was originally released on the GameCube, then it was ported to PS Two, and then it came to every console known to man. Shortly thereafter, are the graphics still GameCube level? Absolutely not. No, it was HDified for the PS Four. Hmm. Okay, I have to look into that then. Um, yeah, I just I never found the and appeal. the game has one of my favorite villains of all time. Okay, so um, like that's why it's so hard to get into like The Last of Us, and The Last of Us is so highly reviewed, and like I've seen the gameplay and it's it's really intense with like clickers and. I things. think it's largely unwarranted, honestly. Um, what Last of Us it, getting its like people worship that game. No, I mean, it's a beautiful game. The HD remake looks great. And yeah. I've watched, like, the story is really good. Yeah. Um, I just don't think it's, like, what? game of all time worthy. No, it's, people... it's not. I think it's, the time it came out was when uh, Walking Dead was at its prime. Yeah. So f- the entire world was just going, like, foaming at the mouth for zombies. Yeah. And this definitely, like, cl- satisfied their urges for let's be able to play with zombies yeah yeah no that's fair um what's your next one my next one is buying sports games every year um or at all no see i i do enjoy sports games like i've said previously um yeah i did see you see you were playing fifa yeah fifa madden um occasionally mlb the show um virtual tennis like things like that I'm okay buying like every three years, but to get a game every single year, pay $60 for Madden. <coughs> oh, bless you. Excuse me. <laughs> um, I just don't understand that because like, I feel like in most cases, there probably are not any drastic changes to a game. It's just lineups, right? That have changed. Yeah. Mostly. The rosters, but there's not any drastic changes to these games. I would think every, unless it's every two to three years from year to year. I doubt there's significant changes. Well, I think for the new UFC, they put last year's game and this year's game. It was just basically a recent, a reskin of the exact same cutscenes. Yeah, like it was more or less like highway robbery for their basic saying, "Oh, it's a whole totally new game." It's just basically an upgraded graphics of the same scene. Yeah, like, I frame think that's, for frame. That's unfortunate. I think the Thanks, EA. Um, so yeah, I mean, to each their own. If you do that, that's that's. That's your own doing. Um, but I'd rather just like pay $5 for some DLC to update my character rosters and stuff like that 
then fork $60 over for that same thing and then install another 120 gigabytes worth of a game onto my console. Yeah, but the problem is also, like, when I'm not huge into sports, like, I don't remember all the teams and remember all the players because I'm awful with names. Like, there's no way I can keep track of a bunch of different players and who's on what team, and that just stresses me out. But, like, there's so many microtransactions tied into these games. It's such a deterrent. Like, because at soccer, you have, like, those card systems. You're getting trying to get better players. Mm-hmm. I mean, EA makes, what, $600-plus million off of the FIFA games for microtransactions each year. Yeah. It's upwards of getting close to a billion. Oh, my gosh. That's why they're... Yeah. If microtransactions were regulated into, like, considered gambling, that's why EA was, like, defying governments recently. Oh, my gosh. Because they're like, yeah, we don't consider this gambling. We're not going to comply with your laws. It was one of the European countries. That's scary. Yeah, it's because their entire model is based, like, more, I think more than half their revenue is based off of not actual game sales, it's based off of the microtransactions. That's and disgusting. that's why you're seeing it leak into other games, like Assassin's Creed or just other games. Wow. That's why it kind of hit its giant stride with Star Wars. Yeah. But, like, that's one of the things is, like, I, the second I buy, like, I made the mistake of, pre-ordering star wars Mm -hmm. but the second i condone that action by buying one of those games like i'm sure playing a football game would be fun like running different plays and doing all that but what is it ea has a monopoly based on football games as well Mm -hmm. so because they slowly weeded out the other groups involved yeah you're condoning the actions in my mind of those players because they're not going to get rid of microtransactions, mm-hmm. especially when their entire model is based yeah. off of it. It's just depressing it really that is. the market is going to go that way. So when like games like Horizon Zero Dawn or like God of War basically say, yeah, we're not going to... Or like Monster Hunter, we're not going to put microtransactions in. Like their upper management say as like a press release, we're not doing this because it's we don't want to diminish our game's value. Mm-hmm. That I respect more. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What's your last... Oh, I only have one more. Uh, this is another zombies thing. Call of Duty zombies. Oh, I n- horrible. I never got into that. People rave and rant about how great it is. I remember when my friends got... What is it? World at War or maybe the first Black... Whatever it was. When zombies first debuted. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure now it's a lot more fun. It's, it's quicker. It's faster paced. It's intense. But I remember... Like having sleepovers or just chilling at my buddy's house, and they would play zombies for like five hours straight. Uh-huh. And I played like two or three rounds, and I'm like, I'm good. Like, let's go do something else. Let's go play basketball. Let's go, you know, play a game of football like outside or something. But like, they would just keep playing, and it's so slow in the beginning because, you know, you get to round fifteen or whatever, and then you restart because you die, and then you have to play through those like slow-paced first five rounds again. And again, I'm sure now it's much quicker pace. But even if it is... Yeah, I was watching a review. And what they're saying for zombies was basically, it's good. They like upgraded a lot of things. You have an upgrade system, like really cool maps. But it gets... As the upgrades slow down, like wave 20 or whatever, it becomes less fun. Yeah, it's just... Um, or it becomes tedious, especially to do it again. Like that's something you accomplish once and get off. Yeah, for sure. Um, How many more do you have left? I have two. Okay, why don't you go at least one more? Um, so this isn't I hate this game. It's just 
it stresses me out. Lego games. Like I really enjoy oh, yeah. the gameplay, but you want ha- to collect everything. I have I have to complete every like get every Lego and the or those like little coins. Yeah. And the coins disappear so fast and I feel like <laughs> I'm not getting all of them. And then I have to get them all on the map and then I want every character and it just becomes this like O C D nightmare. Right, right. Mine. Why don't you go lay on the couch, right? Let's talk yeah. let's explore Can we this. Talk about this. <laughs> like Oh, it just stresses me out because they explode or you like kill a bunch of people and then their Legos disappear and you're like, I've lost revenue. Like well, aside I am from not the, aside from the studs, the little coin things you collect, there's also like hidden golden bricks in every level. And then there's at least ten breakable things or ten other like little green and red light looking things that you have to collect in every level. There's just collecting overload and yeah, you get to the end of a level and you think, oh, I did great. You're like, I have to play it again because I missed, like, seven things. And then you go through it again and you're like, I missed at least two more Well, things. and then there's certain then, areas of a level that you can't get to unless you have a certain character because they have ability. And then you have to get those <laughs> other characters and you have to beat it all again with, like, seven characters. And then by the end, I'm, like, pulling my hair out, like, bashing my head against the wall. I'm like, I, I don't have Darth Sidious <laughs> and he's to electrocute this thing to get these other Legos that I'm going to miss because they died and they disappeared. And then there's a trophy for, like, a million Legos. And I'm like, when the hell am I going to get a million Legos? <laughs> like, it's it's so stressful. But I love it because it's, like, Marvel characters or Star Wars. But there's oh. Legos everywhere. Oh like, I gosh. love Legos. Like, I've ranted about Legos on here and how they're great and how they cost too much and how they're great. They're great. <laughs> but... Oh my gosh, if these games are not stressful. All right, why don't you chew on that for a while? I'm going to talk about my oh, next one. Jeez. Metal Gear Solid is a series that I've just never been able to get into. I played Metal Gear Solid 2 on the PlayStation 2, and I'm actually a huge, huge, huge stealth person. I love stealth games. Um, Thief, Dishonored, Wolfenstein. Like, I, I, If there's a if there's a character choice or a player's choice to be able to go through a level guns blazing or go through the level crouched and taking out person one at a time, even it takes three more hours to get through the level. <laughs> that's what I will do because I enjoy the satisfaction of going through a level being unnoticed. Mm-hmm. Um, so metal gear solid is everything you'd expect from a game, uh, play structure that I would enjoy. But for whatever reason, I just could not get into these games. They're really bizarre and wacky as you would expect from Hideo Kojima um, being the lead on these games. And maybe someone out there has played four or five or even three that would recommend me starting there. You know, maybe it's like Ryan starting with Final Fantasy 13. Maybe there's another game, or heck, maybe the first game. Maybe there's another game in the series that I need to play that'll really change my mind. But I played two, and from what I've seen of other games, it just does not... Oh, I also played Portable Ops on the PSP. Um from what I've played from the series and what I've seen, it's just not for me at all, which is weird because I do love stealth games. So, Yeah, I've never played these. I've watched some gameplay. I mean, they look fun. I mean, I think as stealthy as I'd get is like Dishonored, which you've played and you enjoyed. Um, but Assassin's Creed, I think, is as stealthy. I, I mean, even in Halo playing on Legendary, you have one guy who sits back and you just go guns blazing in. You know you're going to die. Yeah. Like there's an elite with a sword who's invisible who's just going <laughs> to cut you down the second you pop out. Or there's this giant flood on that one level. And yeah, you're going to die. But the it's those heroic events where you're like dodging bullets for a few seconds, yeah. taking out grunts, like throwing those sticky grenades... 
and then you go down, blow up and glitch and fly across the map. And it's those experiences that are the most fun, like stealthing around, punching grunts. There's it's so much less appeal. Um, but like Assassin's Creed is called Assassins. Like Assassins are stealthy and like doing those like stabby kn- hand knives to the neck is fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I that's it probably seems like too stealth. Like if I were sitting in a box, like if you're a box guy. That doesn't sound fun. No. And Snake is the worst character in Brawl. Calm down now. He's horrible. He's one of my mains. Yeah, and you suck with his main. Right, what's your last one? <laughs> He's just... Ah, uh, no, I, I don't like that character. Um, Sims and Roller ty- Coaster Tycoon slash Starcraft. What? So, it's the same reason that Lego's game stresses me out. It's... In games like these, I have to maximize everything, right? Just that's the way I am, and that's how I think. So I beat, I don't know what Sims. It was one of the newer Sims. I beat it in a sitting. I don't even know if you can really beat a Sims game. I bought the most expensive house. I maxed out my character. Like, I have to maximize everything, like, the most efficient route. Like, it's... That stuff stresses me out. Like I see for me, I love playing The Sims One um, because it has like this really calming, almost like dentist office elevator like music playing. That's the one that you can drown people, right? Like th- yeah, you can you build can. a pool exactly. and then you take away the ladders. Exactly. Um, and so, you but do I, that. So what I, I guess would... that says something about me. <laughs> yeah. No, I did not do that. Um, I have done that before, though. Yeah. Um, but and no, it like, felt great. Oh yeah. <laughs> No, but what I just really enjoy playing those games because for me, it's actually what I would go to to really relax. Because I play the music, I just allow things to happen. My par- character gets a job. I I play. I do the rosebud cheat a million times, so I have like a gazillion dollars, and I just really make this awesome house that's just like loaded with technology and the top of the line refrigerators and yeah, all that. See, fun I stuff. would go back and play the new ones, except. The new ones, once again, are owned by EA, and the number of expansion packs. It was like no to <laughs> no, it's huge to it's play crazy. the entire game. It, like they're calculating, it's like four hundred dollars. Yeah, because you to buy the pets pack, you have to own like three other pet packs to just be able to un- buy another thing. Like I have to pay you to be able to pay you. Like what kind of cheap world is this? Uh, it's horrible. I just want a world. freaking fat cat. Yeah. That's all I want. But I don't want to, have to like breed things. And I don't want the bird pack to be able to unlock fat Garfield pack. Like what? You really need like a shot of scotch tonight or something like that, man. Yeah. Probably. Yikes. But then I have to pay freaking EA to right. be able to pay. I just want to thank everyone for <laughs> listening to the podcast this week. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Do you have any more? No, that's my last one. You could have closed with that. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Um, we want to thank you, everyone. Thanks, for, EA, for sponsoring us. <laughs> for listening to the podcast this week. Um, oh. Yeah, it's funny that Ryan and I talk for like an hour and a half before we even get to the main topic of our shows. But um, we hope you all enjoy our ridiculously endless rambling, um, yeah. going off topic, all of that fun stuff. Remember, next week we are recording a horror themes themed episode. So if you have favorite horror movies, games, TV shows to play. 
suggestions to play, villains, whatever it is, please write into the show. Let's make this a fun listener filled, um, listener feedback filled episode. Um, because Ryan and I certainly have our topics that we want to discuss, but it's always better when we're reading stuff that you guys are talking or you guys enjoy as well, mm-hmm. um, just to get your voice heard. Um, but you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, Ari Lewis 2011. Again, I post periodic um, reminders for questions. That's right. Usually remind people that the show is the new episode is out and all that fun stuff. Um, you can also write into the show, Otaku Brothers Podcast at gmail.com. That's all I have, Ryan. You got anything else for them? Yeah, don't respond to people on Facebook. And if there's anyone swinging a croquet mallet near you, run for the hills. See ya. We'll see you next week. <laughs>